I am bringing to order the Nigella Lawson Appreciation Society for this first meeting. I'm lying, of course. Uh, it's Marvelous Mark Ashworth here with Buff Braddy. Uh, yeah, that's stuck. And uh, we are here, as always, to do a WCW episode, WCW Monday Nitro, the December the 30th, 1996, post-Starcade. Of course, in the archives from uh, a few weeks ago, you will be able to listen to our coverage of the almost three hours of some of it hellish and other bits were no yeah, not too bad of uh starcade 1996 I, I i think it's fair to say that, that it was a lot better than we anticipated brian 100 percent, yes yeah. and uh <laughs> so was that intro to be honest with you i know a lot of people aren't gonna get that unless they go on our profiles and just look at our replies on twitter <laughs> <laughs> the fucking nigel lawson appreciation society it's fucking certainly better than the chris jericho appreciation society i'll tell you that <laughs> yeah. uh, what uh, one one of those people are a lot less annoying than, than the other let's just say yeah um you know nigel lawson is always worth a google if uh if you fancy it so yeah we'd, we'd highly recommend that um yeah she's borderline guilt at this point you know, rather than a middle but yes <laughs> yeah. she is she's like 58 very 59 much. something like that oh no i'm pretty sure she's in her 60s is now. she wow right so either thing my google history is gonna have Ni- nigel lawson in it straight away now like and uh yeah i'm not bothered about that it's uh it's a uh, quite safe but also slightly dirty uh google search uh Funnily enough, to be honest with you, she does speak quite dirty, but in a very PG way as well, don't you? Yeah, that, you know? that was her Talking USP, about, wasn't you know, it, at one point. Yeah, I don't know if she ever, ever cracked America. Um, and obviously, the rest of the world probably won't. Maybe Italy, because she cooks a lot of uh, Mediterranean food, but I don't know. But... Uh, by the way, she's 63 years 63 old. 63, and she looks like that. Holy shit. Yes, she just turned 63 this past January. Fantastic. What a lovely woman. Um, yeah, absolutely. Of course, that it comes up that... Um, the reason why it comes up is because her father passed away, and I didn't realise Nigel Lawson was actually Nigella's father, but it turns out that he is. Funnily, funnily enough, I didn't know that either until I just checked. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's on Wikipedia, father, Nigel Lawson. I'm like, what? It. So he, he passed yeah. away this week. Um I know she had a tumultuous relationship with her father, but uh, obviously her father was a politician. I knew that much, and I didn't put I didn't put two and two together. Nigel Lawson and Nigel Lawson. It just kind of sounds like you know just a crappy fucking sitcom that got dropped by ABC. <laughs> you know the Lawsons, Nigel and Nigella. Yeah. Well, he um, he was a conservative politician as well, so it's no wonder that she had a bit of a, a bit of an issue with him. But that said. We don't need to go down that road, do we? Really? Um, no, we're a politic-free zone. Yeah, my uh, my heart did sink a little bit when I saw when I read Nigel Lawson, thinking it was Nigella Lawson, and then I was breathing a sigh of relief to know that it wasn't Nigella, and that we can we can enjoy uh, her cooking <laughs> for a, yes for a little bit longer. Let's just call it. Yeah, she does cook. Yeah. <laughs> I know a lot of people like uh, like to say, "Oh, they're cooking," or "She's cooking," as a as a really term these days. And uh, yes, at sixty three years old, she certainly is cooking. She certainly is, and she's Jewish as well. I did not yeah, know that. She's Jewish. Um, she she put up a, a tiramisu yesterday. So on her on her Instagram on her socials, she just puts up a daily recipe essentially. And yesterday's was um, 
it was a tiramisu, but it was in celebration of a, a Jewish holiday, which I, I believe might be coming up or they might currently be celebrating. Um, and it looked delicious, can't lie. But the issue with that is that because she's so rich, you, what she's got this deal with uh, Ocado, and you can basically you can order the ingredients for the recipe um, straight away via one link. It'll just put it in a basket. You just check out, job done. But to she she did some uh, chocolate brownies a few weeks ago. Um, that the, the the normal kind guys, not not the ones that are going to get you uh, spaced out. Uh, and <laughs> I thought you were going to say not the Jewish yeah, guy. No. no. <laughs> and uh, to to order all the ingredients, it costs like thirty five quid, which is like that's a week sh- that's a week shopping for me. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm not spending that on brownies. Fucking hell! It's, that sounds like a month shopping to me <laughs> rather than a week shopping. I think I think I spend about fifty quid uh, max on Iceland online shopping and get all the fucking good deals, and I'm set for a yeah. month. Like apart apart from getting like the everyday essentials like bread and milk and butter, or you know whatever whatever fucking decide to make my lunches with for work. Like I, I generally don't really spend all that much on shopping. I found a little little trick around it. It's called shop online, guys. You get better deals. Mm. Um, but uh, yes, I, I, I'm generally quite frugal. Like I'm the Mick Foley of fucking food shopping these days. <laughs> but you gotta be. You have to be in this fucking. Yeah, day you age. absolutely do. Yeah. So yeah, if you if you're gonna follow Nigella, um, enjoy the food that she makes, but probably shop around would, for your own ingredients because if you follow that link, woof, you'll have to take out a second mortgage. Yeah. I was gonna I was gonna say when you said if you're gonna follow Nigel or now we're just gonna interject and say do. <laughs> <laughs> So before we uh, before we press play on this episode of WCW Monday Nitro, of course we've got a few things to cover. This is the first episode that we're recording post WrestleMania and post WWE merger, uh, post Vince McMahon coming back, post uh, a lot of other things as well. So I thought we'd <laughs> post post Vince McMahon mustache and dyed hair and eyebrows. Yes. So I thought we'd uh, I thought we'd we'd touch on all these subjects I, I I can't offer you much I can offer you how ridiculous I think Vince McMahon looks with that moustache and dyed hair um, yeah he looks like Dick Dastard <laughs> he saw them he saw the edited photo didn't he and thought hmm I think I'd look good with a moustache pal and decided I'm gonna grow one I'm just, that, that's the only explanation for it oh Vince has got a moustache two weeks later Vince actually has a moustache yes so he was like, well, I look good. Well, to be fair, the news was going around that he actually had a moustache at the time. So I think people were just like, oh, yeah, we'll just Photoshop what he would look like in a moustache. And it just got spread around. Like, you know, uh, I think, if anything, it just reassured him that his moustache growing was a good idea. Mm. And I don't know why, because it's not even a good moustache <laughs> either. It's, it's a fucking pencil moustache. Yeah, it's a lip shadow. And it's. Yeah, and it's not even straight. It looks like he's just got eyeshadow, like eyeliner, sorry, and just drawn it on. Like it looks ridiculous, and he looks ridiculous at the best, of, the best of times. But now he looks even worse. Like I don't know what the fuck that guy's thinking. I think, I, I think I said this to you a couple of weeks ago. Like uh, basically, uh, it it came out that he was a pervert. Well, we knew he was a pervert, but it became an absolute massive public scandal that he's a fucking pervert and he's decided just to lean into that look and like Ugh, I'm a pervert am I but I've got a fucking pervert's moustache you know <laughs> uh, 
And uh, yeah, well, what a fucking just wait till he writes himself on TV as the perverted Vince McMahon. Um, but yeah, I can't Don't put that out though, please. I, I, can't, I can't. I can't deal with that energy. <laughs> I can't comment on much when it comes to WrestleMania. Didn't see. I didn't see any of it. So a picture of KSI, and he's been in the news this week as well. So um, yeah, that's a different story. I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you. Take the reins on WrestleMania 30, yeah, I'm gonna, 39. Yeah, 39. Yeah, 39. I'm going to say it was an a, an absolutely brilliant event. There weren't really any bad wrestling matches on it at all. Like um, The only thing that was really wrong with it was questionable decisions, like booking decisions. Uh, like the, the first night, it, apart from one title, all, all the titles changed hands. And then the second night, it uh, no titles changed hands. So there you go. Like You think... That, you think like uh, Sheamus was going to finally win the Intercontinental title? It doesn't. Mm. Uh, you think Bianca Belair is going to drop the title to Asuka because her reign has petered off? She didn't. And then obviously we thought the Golden Boy Cody Rhodes is going to finally dethrone Roman Reigns, and he doesn't. Uh, all really shocking results, but not really any bad matches at all. Like it was a really really good event. I I really enjoyed it. Like it's probably like top five WrestleManias. It would have been. It would have cracked top three easily if it weren't for the silly booking decisions. But yeah, it was. It was really, really good. We had. A, I had an absolute blast. But uh, shout out to Finn Balor because I don't know if you saw this, and uh, all you really need to do, uh, Mark, is to go onto his Instagram at Finn Balor and just look at the nasty cut he got in Hell in a Cell against Edge. Like he, he had to have fourteen staples on the top of his head. Uh, it looked like a it looked like a, a vagina on the top of his head, put it that way, it was that fucking bad. But yeah, he, he were bleeding profusely in the match. Thankfully, he was in the demon face paints, body paints, uh, should I say. And you couldn't see the blood at all, but you could see it like splattered on, on the, the, the ring mat and all that. And oh my god, he, what an absolute fucking trooper because he went through like another 15 minutes after that. Like you, you know, you know what it, what it's like to be in pain, Mark. Like you know, just a slight little injury. You've had, you know, fucking broken, broken toes, broken feet, and also it's over the last couple of years, haven't you? And it's like just like walking with something like that is quite difficult. But imagine a fucking real a, a massive gash at the top of your head on, just at the side of you know that uh that line at the top of your skull, if you know what I mean. Yeah, it's usually where you a know that, part that, is, that little yeah. dip. Yeah. Fucking hell, imagine you got a cut in there and you had to work a very physical job with that for fucking 15 minutes after. You know, the only thing I can say about it is the adrenaline must have taken over him. Mm. You know, and you, you you work in a factory, you work in a steel factory, I work in a supermarket. Uh, if we get a, if we get an injury like that, the adrenaline ain't taking over because we ain't got no fucking adrenaline in our jobs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the the only thing I can really compare it to is when I hurt my shoulder at the gym a few weeks ago and I still powered through because of the adrenaline were running. That's as far as I can compare it to. And the next day I did regret it. I'm pretty sure Finn isn't regretting it because he's got a massive amount of praise for it and he's going to be held in a lot higher esteem, hopefully, under Vincent Mann's <sighs> return. Um, um, but, yeah, he's... He, Something's good gonna come of it. I I should hope, but yeah, uh, that that's a short review of WrestleMania. Real good match. 
Uh, shout out to Finn. Shout out to Rhea Ripley, who's had the best women's match I've ever seen against Charlotte as well. Uh, that is a match. If I was going to give you one match to watch, uh, Mark, that is the match to watch. Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte. It's not good to start off. It's a very slow burn. But f throughout, after like the first few minutes, it's just a phenomenal match. Yeah. Yeah. Best women's match I've ever seen. And, and that is not hyperbole. I've seen some really, really fucking good really good women's matches over the last few years but that just tops it all it was just those two the chemistry they had was absolutely phenomenal also shout out to Charlotte for taking a gnarly German suplex as well she did a fucking complete flip and landed like almost face planted herself like I know people were saying oh yeah that was Rhea Ripley but no fucking Charlotte put a little bit salt and pepper on that herself mm. she fucking did like a full flip and landed on her face face down Lucky she didn't get hurt, but fucking hell, it looked absolutely sick. Yeah. Rhea Ripley is the WWE MVP for me. Yeah, 100% right of the now. The entire roster. 100%. Yeah, I, I, can't, I can't disagree. And don't get me wrong, I've, I've loved what Sami Zayn's done over the last few of months. Of course, and yeah. Yeah, yeah Sami Zayn's been fucking fantastic. And Jesus Christ, we still need to watch that jackass match together yeah. at some point. <laughs> you know, that... I've been on about that for a year now, Mark, a year. Um, yeah, uh, and I mean, yeah, you can say what you will about Roman Reigns and the bloodline in general. They have been brilliant at what they do. Uh, but yeah, Rhea Ripley, is just, she's just been the fucking standout for me for for the last year. Like, she's just been fucking brilliant. Yeah. Uh, if she weren't in the Judgment Day, the Judgment Day would falter. And that's, that is nothing against uh, Finn or Damien Priest or even Dominic, who's just really come into his own in that role. Uh, but without her, it, it 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 had nothing going for it. Like the, the story is fine. It's like it's all a little bit of fun. Uh, the condom, as they call him, uh, story is absolutely hilarious. And Corey Graves has been brilliant for that as well, by the way. But without Rhea Ripley, that 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 stable's nothing. It wouldn't. It, it probably would have broken up ages ago. Yeah, we had a we had a bit of a discussion on the way to uh, Scotland last weekend about little wrestling tidbits and everything and again you know we we haven't watched any WWE or anything like that but uh, I did say that as we were saying there Rhea Ripley being the MVP she's and I think yeah I think Sammy's great again not seen much of his stuff but I do listen to podcasts and I do listen to people that are watching the product as it is at the moment I still follow people on Twitter as well and see and see that he's uh, doing insanely well plus the more he stays in the limelight and the more I grow my beard, the hope is that one day somebody's going to say, hey, Sammy Zayn, and I'll have a new... Get rid of this Andy Carroll gimmick uh, and maybe I can just have the Sammy Zayn gimmick instead. But Yeah, what I would just say is uh, wash your hair every day and skip the conditioner and then you'll soon have the very wispy, curly <laughs> locks of Sammy Zayn. Because, uh, no offence, Sammy, but Jesus Christ, at least trim those ends. Buddy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, you, I am talking as a guy that you just have longer. Trim those ends. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he's not... I, I, I do. He's doing really well at the moment, but I don't see it as a long-term thing, and I certainly don't see him going like the John Cena route or the Rock route and you know, oh, no, a movie I, career. I, I, but with Rhea Ripley, I absolutely see it. I absolutely yeah, see her going in and being the next Catwoman or you know like I, I can see so many movie roles she'd have been a better fit than Cara Devangeline I've probably fucked her name up 
Um, right, you you do realise that Rear Ripley has had an effect on even the most fucking vanilla of people on Twitter. The people that were not into fucking SNM and all that, and they just want to be her fucking sub. <laughs> and then you've just gonna put Catwoman energy outward. We're gonna have to put an, uh, a rated fucking R tag on this podcast now. You do know that. Because <laughs> this is technically a- ASMR, is it called? Or M- AMSR? This is basically something like that. Is or, or this has just become a por- por- a soft porn podcast. <laughs> well, I'm trying to keep it PG, but I I, 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 I don't mind. <laughs> well, yeah, okay, yeah, we're trying to keep it PG after this fucking Nigel Lawson and now yeah. Rhea Ripley as Catwoman nonsense. Yeah. Um, I I don't mind telling you that that, that Rhea for some it was after. She put that statement up about um, the uh, being accosted in airports. And, oh yeah, you know I, I've seen pictures of her. I've seen her wrestle and everything like that. And like there was, I've never really uh, thought of her that way. But then she put that statement statement up, and she was really strong about it. And I was just like, okay, that is hot. Because I, she, she's just being a strong female, she and she's not. Yeah, she don't 100%. give a fuck to, to to turn around to people and say, "Listen, you, you all need to fucking behave yourselves now," because this is really fucking difficult. Um, and that yeah, was private just like, lives as well. I, I was just like, "Fair fucks for you, fucking standing up for yourself," because it's a hard thing to do when you're in a company like that. Because usually you've got to go the PR route. And you've got to fucking say, "Well, am I okay to say this, or am I?" Is somebody else is monitoring her. Uh, uh, doing a tweets for her, i.e. fucking Iron Sheik style, um, but that's come from her, and she's she's been a strong, independent female there, and that dude, that's hot. That is, that is yeah, that is really attractive in a woman. So yeah, that and she's unashamedly herself. Absolutely, anyway. yeah. With the, see, the one thing is like I've never seen such a huge career turnaround for anybody than I did for her because when she first started in 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 WWE, she was part of the Mae Young Classic, and she was just this tall Australian girl, like, she was long blonde hair, no tattoos, very little makeup. And uh, she suited that hair as well, remember? She was yeah, NXT Women's Champion, weren't she, at some point? Yeah, no, this was prior to right. that. I mean, she had long hair, yeah. very long hair. You know, she's a very tall woman. Uh, top, uh, she, she was, uh, as you got she said she used to be a soccer player down in Australia and things like that, you know. And she weren't like really heavily built or anything. She were quite muscular, but she would nowhere near of the physique that she is yeah. now. Um, but she was just like very cookie cutter is the best way I can describe right. it. And the thing is, when you see a, a, a very tall, long blonde haired woman, white woman like her, like her, the the, the, the general perception the perception is another Charlotte. She got compared to Charlotte so much, and she's nothing like her. Like, her wrestling is not like Charlotte. She's obviously a powerhouse, more of a powerhouse. Charlotte's a bit of a powerhouse, but Rhea, obviously, more of a powerhouse. Yeah. And even this is back, you know, a few years ago. And she got so sick of it that overnight, she just changed her look. She cut her hair short, she started shaving it down the sides, slicking it, slicking it back, she really built up. She changed her attire to like you know all black clothing with fishnets and things like that. Started getting tattoos, and she just became more herself. And people were just say, "No, no, she's phoned it in." And it's like no one gets that many tattoos 
if they didn't want them first and foremost. It's it's not how it works. She is genuinely that person. She likes to listen to heavy metal music. She loves heavy metal music. She just didn't have the look of a heavy metal person. And I think a lot of it was because she was trying to be a professional wrestler in the mid 2000s. Well, two thousand. Uh, 2010 to appeal to Vince's thing yes that that aesthetic and and, and what have you and and, and just the general perception as well like the wider perception was pretty much the same at the time like anybody that looks a little bit different and it's kind of like oh yeah that ain't going to get over brother and and she still gets that to this day but yet you look at her now and she just constantly just keeps improving herself and she's fucking jacked like a fucking beast right now Do you know what I mean? She, I, I've seen some of her body weightlifting stuff, and she's fucking insane. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, she's lifting like fucking 120 kilograms, like doing bench pressing with two dumbbells, 120 kilograms, and they use me with fucking 20. Like, and, I, and I'm struggling with that. I'm looking at her, and I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> like, uh, I'm not expecting to ever be that strong, but fuck me, what an inspiration she Absolutely, is. Absolutely, yeah. But yeah, she is. She does that turnaround. And now nobody can compare her to Charlotte in any way, shape, or form. Nobody can compare yeah, her. She, she's the complete opposite, in my in my view. And yeah, she's become a, a like for like in many people's eyes to a complete opposite because she saw genuinely her, herself. And in spite of people like fucking Vince Russo, who will say she will never get over, she'll never get over. Have you listened to the fucking crowd? Oh. She's fucking. I've completely forgot that he'd said that. I was meant to yeah. bring that up with you last time, and I completely forgot. Yeah. Yeah, no, fuck her. He, he just, he, he, he just, he just seems to think that anybody looks fucking different, you know, it, it isn't going to get yeah. over it. This is a guy that fucking bought the Ministry of Darkness in fucking 1999 as Buffy the Vampire uh, Slayer villains, because that's literally what they fucking were, you know. Telling me that he isn't fucking interested in the gothing. No, he's just not interested in the gothing in women. That's why there wasn't any uh, gothic women in the Ministry of Darkness. Yeah. Because he doesn't see that as attractive. Sorry, man. I, I think fucking how many millions of fucking followers on Twitter that Rio Ripka has will disagree with you, Vince. Mm-hmm. Yep. They will disagree with you, buddy. Like, you know, you do not know what you're fucking talking about. Big. You know, you, you can kick. If you're not into that kind of woman, fine. To say that she isn't going to get over, fucking actually watch the show. She's mega fucking over. She is one of the most over stars in professional wrestling right now. Yep. I, and and I, I I will argue that about against any other name. I'll say you know what it doesn't matter who it is. It could be fucking uh, Ricky Starks. It could be Kenny Omega. It could be Sami Zayn. Uh, uh, fucking whoever you can name any name. I will rank her alongside them because these she is that fucking popular right now. Yeah, I completely agree. Big th- big big things next five six years coming from from that lady. She is just. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Also, I'm but, telling you right now. Oh, also, by the way, she managed to do a, a, a like a fucking standing clover leaf the other night against Charlotte. Like she had the legs against the chest crossed over and fucking put an arch, arched her back. Like just put arched her back, should I say? Whilst uh, re, uh, Charlotte is literally upside down in this fucking clover leaf position, it looked fucking sick as fuck. I've never seen her like that. That goes to show you she's not. She doesn't really have any submissions, really. Not from what I've seen. Like she's had, she has a couple, but like that I've seen, but nothing that's really gotten over. It. And then she did that against Charlotte the other night, like like trying to meet meet her like for like fucking absolutely just so good. It's just such a good wrestler. 
Excellent. So I think we've got a little bit, just a, a tiny bit of time to talk about the merger between the WWE, UFC and the Endeavour Group uh, to form a, a, a new company, which is currently unnamed, uh, but will be on the stock market as TKO. And this came post-WrestleMania, like literally mere hours after WrestleMania. And it seems that every time we um, organise a recording of a podcast, there has to be some sort of major news regarding a sale or a merger of the WWE. <laughs> uh, yeah. We, we, and we couldn't it- do it like straight away this week, but we're, we're here and we're, uh, we've, we have time to talk about it. So, yeah, let's... Um, Let's dive into that a little bit. Yeah, uh, let, let's just say, like, when the merger actually was announced, I was, I wasn't as negative as a lot of other fans have been. I just looked at it as, well, okay, w- w- this is, this can't be a bad thing because they're keeping the USC and WWE as separate entities under the merger. Yeah. Which is a great thing because we don't need any fucking crossover. I mean, I don't don't get me wrong. Like there are certain USC wrestlers, I won't mind getting a spot now and then, even if it's just the odd match, celebrity celebrity things and things like that. It's good for wrestling. It just does not work the other way for me. Um, there are certain wrestlers that could potentially do USC, but they couldn't just go in there and just do it as a part-time bit. Yeah. They'd have to have all the training and all that, and then they have to go in. And you know, I, I don't think USC fans will be receptive to, you know, let's just say, as, as the name off the top of my head, Kevin Owens going through the USC training and all that, going in and then fighting for championships. It doesn't work the same. It the crossover appeal only works one way. It does not work the other way unless it's Brock Lesnar. Doesn't work. Yeah, he, he so, was just like one in a billion, weren't he? Exactly, exactly. And, he, and plus, he had that 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 uh. Amateur, amateur wrestling background that a lot of USC fighters do anyway so so I was quite excited because I just looked at it as well so now the sale is pretty much gone through I mean I know they're saying it will be completed by the end of 2023 but it's in action that's the way it yeah, is yeah it has it's to go act- through the competition commission or whatever it's called in yes, America which but is it's- primary yeah yeah, but it's active. It's active, and that's also why they would have been keeping the entities separate. Yeah. You know, it's a it's a buyout, but it's a merger at the same time. But everything that we're coming out is that nobody's nobody's roles have really changed. Like you know, uh, Nick Khan is still the president. Uh, Vince McMahon is the executive chairman, which is what he's been for for some time now, for a couple of months. Um, he was basically in the role. He's he. he the executive chairman role, as far as I am aware, is that he he still has the majority sharehold, you know, shareholder rights. However, he doesn't have the power that comes with that. That's the point of being an executive chairman, as agreed upon by the board and he, because of what he's done. Which, fair enough, well, fine, what have you. But now that he's been made executive chairman of TKO, is it now? Yeah. Or something like that? Now he seems to have a little bit more control over the WWE than we've done initially thought. Mm-hmm. And now he's he's come out and saying that he won't get involved in creative things like that. Well, he'll be, he'll be heading it up, but he won't be in the weeds. And then I watched Monday Night Raw. And Monday Night Raw, Raw after Mania, it's 
arguably the hottest show, uh, wrestling show of the year on TV. It's your, not on TV for for WWE sake, I'd say anyway. It is the that is the show. So you expect all the fallout. You expect uh, a few debuts, NXT debuts. I was never expecting Jay White to, uh, to turn up. So I was never. I, I wasn't like fucking watching like oh, where's Jay White. I was watching it like where's Bron Breaker because I thought he's sure gonna get fucking promoted. Yeah. Like you know, uh, same with a couple of other wrestlers, and none of that happened. None of it happened. So just as a, a minor recap, this is why I was so fucking pissed off with this show so to recap you had the bloodline in the you had triple h coming out making an announcement basically just thanking people for watching wrestlemania talking about the records basically just corporate shy yeah j- uh, just to interject there they, that kind of pissed me off a little bit because uh, and i blame tony Khan for this um they said major announcement and now any anytime anybody says major announcement in wrestling it's just like oh because yeah, Tony Khan, well, Tony Khan has seriously watered down that that saying. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so I was kind of absolutely. expecting now, Triple H not to say a right lot. <laughs> yeah. So the thing is, it wasn't really announced. It wasn't really declared as an announcement. It was just claimed, it were opening the show as far as okay, I'm aware. Right. I, I don't remember it reading major announcements. No, he just opened the show and he and he talked about WrestleMania and all the things and how he thanked all the wrestlers that were involved and the production team, the ca- uh, you know uh, Stu the cameraman as he called him. Uh, Stu got a mal- uh, a, 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 <laughs> a really loud chant, um, thing, things like that. It was just a little bit funny, a little bit goofy and all that. And he did allude to the merger as well, but didn't outrightly state it. Mm. Uh, I don't know if that is because it has to go through uh, the commission first before they can really talk about it publicly. I suppose I don't think they can. Like not not to the to that degree anyway. They can have the press conference, but they're talking about it on the show. Probably they might land themselves in some kind of trouble. So I, I don't know all the ins and outs. I could be completely wrong. He alluded to it as saying WWE is not going anywhere. Yada yada, and then introduced the bloodline. The bloodline come out, start talking. Cody Rhodes interrupts. Cody Rhodes basically just says like you were the better man but you cheated he did uh, so he demanded a match for that night Roman Reigns said no you know a rematch so he said oh, uh, you know okay so uh, and he, not not just for that night Roman Reigns said no you're not getting any rematch at all yeah. basically it's over and done with blah 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 so they basically just saying like okay well, uh, I'll, I'll just whatever I want to fucking fight you tonight I want to fight you and Roman said, okay, well, a tag match. And it's only a tag match because there'll be nobody in the back that will be willing to team with him because the uh, the uh, stipulation for that tag match was if Cody and his tag partner lose, they will never be able to fight for the WWE title again. Yeah. As long as he is champion. And out came Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar had this stipulation in a match previously with Roman. He can't fight for the title, so... He decides to team with Cody Rhodes. Okay, so you kind of traded off on a little bit of our excitement and gave us a lesser match with a stipulation. Mm. Whatever, okay. And that's just where it went south because we had a couple of good matches, don't get me wrong. We had, I think it was like three matches in total on the show. Uh, two of them which were tag matches. No, it might have been four because there were women's matches. There were Rey Mysterio match as well. Where fucking Damien Priest attacked Bad Bunny at ringside because they're going to Puerto Rico or whatever. Just a little bit of fucking nonsense and things like that, you know. Just, you had three matches 
and the match time, as far as I read, in a three-hour wrestling show, came up to 26 minutes. Oh, fucking That's hell. how much there was match time. Vince is back, guys, clearly. There was just a lot of fucking nonsense in between. See your interview, uh, Seth Rollins coming out, having a little bit of a backstage interview, coming out and doing nothing. He came out and went straight into the back. Just came out, went to ringside, and then went back. What is the point in shit like that? That is fucking utterly pointless. <laughs> you know, nothing to it. And it was just filler, 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 filler. Nothing else, just filler. That's all that show were. And then it came to the main event. So you traded off all our excitement for the teasing for the first match. Then you traded off our excitement of potential debutants and things like that and great rematches and didn't deliver on any of it really you know we had a couple of good a few good matches don't get me wrong but nothing of any great degree and then you had the main event Roman Reigns wrestling on Raw very weird but in a tag match with Solo Sokoa Brock Lesnar wrestling on Raw also weird that doesn't happen and of course what does uh, Brock Lesnar, he attacks Cody Rhodes. Yeah. And we have this massive beatdown, which was fine. I was happy with the beatdown. But it made no fucking sense. Why is he attacking Cody Rhodes? Maybe we'll find out some other time. But on, on the face of things, it doesn't make sense. He's got beef with Roman. Why is he attacking Cody? Surely you want to help get rid of the bloodline? No, I'll just fucking attack Cody for whatever. And it's that kind of shite that just said to me, yep. Yeah, we're back to fucking Facebook, man. Because this was... I wouldn't say it was a, a bad Raw because the wrestling that was on it, the four or five matches that we had, was they were fine. Nothing major or special, but it, it was fine. But it's also 29 minutes, 26 minutes, 29 minutes, whatever, in a three-hour Raw of wrestling and just a lot of fucking filler. This wasn't just one of the worst Raws I've seen in the last six months. This is one of the worst roles I've seen in the last few years. That's how bad it was. It was very reminiscent of the Raw, Raw GM roles for me. Just a fuck ton of filler and very little going on in the ring. And very little story development. And for a Raw after Mania, not even having an XT debut. When there's been people waiting in the wings. I mean Cameron Grimes, one of the... The uh the trainees of the Hardys, the Omega, the Omega School of Wrestling, I think it's called. Uh, is he, is done his time in NXT and he's been waiting on a uh, on a debut for like three or four months now, and it's basically this, the 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 speculation is oh he's it, they're just waiting for something for him. Well, you know what? It's taken you four months, and now you got Raw after Mania where. You, you can do a, a hard reset to a degree and bring him in and just ha- let him have a match. It's all you need to do. And then just let him have a few matches and then, boom, come up with... So- whoever he clicks with, have a rivalry with. That's what you do. It's a good formula. It works. Go for that. He's still waiting in the fucking wings. Yeah. And I feel so fucking sorry for that guy because he's a really good fucking wrestler. A, a, a really great athlete. I really enjoy his work. And he's got himself in incredible shape in that time as well. And he's still waiting. And the way I look at it now, with Vince McMahon back, and back in charge, and all these rewrites happening, we're supposed to have a triple uh, triple threat women's match that didn't go ahead as well. And there were another uh, another women's match that didn't go ahead as well. So this is clear fucking Vince McMahon. 
Uh, I'm looking at these people, and I'm looking at some of the people that Triple H just brought back, and I'm like, they're going to be gone. They're going to be gone in a few months' time. They're not going to be there for the long haul, because Vince McMahon's going to be calling these shots again, and that is such a fucking shame. And then there's all the, all the speculation as well. There's, like, every fucking uh, reputable news source, apart from Ryan Satin, because he ain't going to fucking report this shit, because he likes Vince McMahon. Um... Uh, and plus, he brought to me on Twitter, so I don't, I don't know if he's reported it or not, but I, I, have, a, I have a funny feeling he hasn't, because he weren't doing before he fucking bought me anyway. Um, this speculation, this written this news that there's some top tier talent that's saying if this continues, they're going to request a release. Hmm. And also on that day, we had a tag team in NXT who. Uh, a British tag team who best known as uh, Grizzled Young Vets. Uh, they are uh, journeymen across the UK in the scene. Very popular tag team. Um, they were they were in NXT as part uh, part of Shizum. Uh, they were the tag team we call as Dyad. They were they were getting featured regularly and all that. They see they were at WrestleMania the day before. They, you know they, they posted pictures of themselves and they were really fucking happy. Monday they uh, they've requested the release and I I've. I think they saw the writing on the wall and they're just like, right, we're, we're not long for this world, we're going to go. And, I do, and honestly, I could be wrong, but if that is the case, I don't fucking blame them. And I'm going to see, I, I'm, I am looking at the NXT roster in particular and I'm looking at some people on, on the main roster and I'm thinking, yeah, they're probably going to be going. Mustafa Ali, I think he's, he's going to go now. Like, he, he's a guy that's been largely overlooked and he's just jobbing out week in week out and he's supposed to be in line for a big push apparently he got jobbed out to almost on Raw I've just remembered that I, I forgot about that match that's how insignificant that match was and how how much how sorry I feel for Ali that I didn't even remember that match but yeah I'm looking at him and I'm like yeah he's probably going to just request his release because he realises there's nothing coming from him here there's nothing happening and now that Vince is back, he's done. He's fucking done. It's worth remembering, or rather, it's worth mentioning that um, when, uh, particularly, so it's post wrestling that I primarily listen to, uh, and they've talked. So they talked to the guy who actually brought the story for CNBC, uh, and they talked about the business and the strategic side of. of this merger and what it means and everything like that. We're we're talking creative, obviously, but creative, creative and uh, the business side do do come together in what you're saying there. Now people are re- requesting the releases already, but also the 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 idea that there is going to be serious cost cutting measures uh, has already been. It, it's 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 a fact, essentially. Now Nick Khan he he did release a statement. Uh, saying, "Oh, we're not sure yet." Uh, when asked that question, but the way things, the the business will be stripped down. That it's just yeah. a that's something that happened with UFC, uh, and they listed all the all the departments that closed, and and there was there was international offices like in Canada and stuff like that. They realised that well, we've got an office for that in America. We don't need one in Canada. We don't need one in Europe. So we're just gonna have the one in America, and everybody can report to the one in America. 
and a lot of people lost their jobs. People like you and me. We're not talking talent. We're not talking entertainers. We're talking you. No. You know, like people on the on the ground floor that make the foundations of the company essentially. Um, and they're saying that the same thing is going to happen uh, in the WWE, and uh, ultimately some of the roster will also be cut because we know what the WWE is like for for cost cutting. And to be honest, I mean we're post WrestleMania now. It's April. Um, how far annual away spring. from the uh, annual spring clean? Yeah, we're just going to say the same thing. We can't well, be far put off it. it. Yo, put it this way. Last, this time last year, Braun Strowman was released a few days after WrestleMania, after wrestling Shane McMahon on WrestleMania. Right. Uh, the years would call it Black Friday. Um, so probably tomorrow is when it starts. Uh, if I was to put a time scale on it, tomorrow if, it's, if last year is to go by. If not, I see it in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. So it's coming, and even more so with this merger. Now, the merger, as you said earlier on, is not going to be completed until late 2023 because it's got to go through, I think it goes through Congress and everything because it has to go through, essentially. I've been following the Ticketmaster thing, like, fucking so scrupulously. Um, so, basically, there's a class action lawsuit from Taylor Swift fans. They're taking Ticketmaster to, to court. Uh, Drake fans are now doing the same, and also... Um, I think I'm gonna say it is fucking good. Yeah, and there's uh, yeah. there's something happening in Canada as well. So obviously it's a different process in Canada. Um, they're gonna be taking Ticketmaster to court for for something else, and I forget what it is now. Um, so looking at this as as intently as I have been doing, and I listened to the entire Senate hearing, the complete thing uh, from two months ago, and it was uh, so it was long story short the Obama uh, regime. Uh, and the, the the Congress that was in charge at that point, there was a what we call in the UK a competition commission. Uh, they have a different, I think it's the JOC or something like that over in America. They allowed Live Nation and Ticketmaster to merge, uh, which was against all competition uh, regulations because they were two behemoths and they were going to have an outright monopoly on the that that part of business that that ticketing and, and live 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 entertainment and everything like that in terms of this i can't really see i can't really see there being a roadblock when it comes to this because ultimately ufc they are the number one two we are the number one and you can't really block it on competition um on grounds of competition or it's stifling competition or anything like that because ultimately they're no. runaway leaders aren't they they're the, the, the biggest in the world there's, there's no yeah. there's no to come second You're, is a long second. To piggyback off what you were saying earlier about the releases and things like that, you know, cost cutting, this is why, because uh, they've got to prove that the finances are there and things like that. And with that, and this this is just business in general. It doesn't matter how big a business is. When there's a takeover, there's always cost cutting because there are certain certain standards, regulations and things like that they, that they have to adhere to and they have to prove their finances and things like that. So they, they, this is what's expected. Yeah. It's nothing, it's not WWE, USA, Endeavour, they're not an exception to the rule no. at all. No matter how much money they put it, they've just bought WWE for $9 billion. They well, have to make some of that money. It, they it's have to priced make... at nine million because they've only taken fifty-one percent. So ultimately, they own four point five billion of the shares. Yeah, but um, regardless, it's like they, they still have to show that 
they are capable of financing that company. Even though they've got a lot of proof that they can do it with USC, it's now another company that they bought. They have to prove their financial worth, and with that comes cost cutting because that's it's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. People want you know, as much trim, money as possible. Yeah, and you've got to trim down debts and things like that, possible debts. You, 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 your outgoings have got to at least even out with your incomings, basically. Mm. And no no company on this planet is an exception. No. No company. Especially in, in corporate America. Definitely not an exception. Yeah. So, yeah, I think uh, with what you were saying, yeah, I think NXT Europe is probably going to fall by the wayside. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna make a prediction, that's not gonna happen now. Yeah, I, I I did hear something about that a couple of weeks ago, and and they were they were they were about to ramp it up. So I'd I'd be I'd be intrigued to see what happens with that. I know that obviously NXT aren't at download again this year, which is uh, something that yeah, they really cut back on. So yeah, because NXT uh, was at download, and then you had NXT UK, and then NXT UK doesn't exist yeah, anymore. So yeah. and obviously. Uh, Post uh, post COVID download the first post COVID download NXT UK wasn't even running at that time, mm. so they they definitely weren't gonna go uh, gonna go, and it's a shame because I just like I, I it was a popular event. It was yeah, like, yeah. You know if you just even if you're just like you're not really interested in WWE at all, like going to see NXT at download if you're a wrestling fan, it's like why the fuck not go see some wrestling? You might you know you might find some something about it you like. Yeah, you know. Even to this day, NXT like two point no, it's not even two point anymore. But NXT, it's still very different from the main roster. Yeah. Like it's still got a different feel. It's not super indie feel like it used to be, but it's still got a different feel, a different vibe. You know, it's uh, not perfect by any means. Uh, it is essentially development territory now, but there are some really fucking great wrestlers down there. I mean, Camelo Hayes, the NXT. Uh, the, the new NXT champion he's such a fucking phenomenal talent he really is that good and yeah he's uh, uh, you, oh, you got you got your Bron Breakers and you know your uh, your Indy Hartwells uh, Roxanne Perez your Corey Jades you know your Dijaks I mean that there's a lot of really really good season talent in there and development developmental talent that kind of thing on an, on it, it just speaks for download to me. It really does. It just fits. It just fits, yeah, and I does. don't know why, but it fits. Yeah. I thought if they were going to continue with the NXT Europe thing, that they could have done like a tour of the festivals. You know, do the download UK, download Madrid, um, do the the festivals in a couple of festivals in Germany, do Hellfest. You know, you could bounce around all these. Uh, all these festivals and 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 have a great and obviously you're going to be doing other things on the side as well. You you, you would hope that they'd have a, a regular show that they do every week. Um, maybe not in a studio, but again touring around somewhere. But that that actually brings me back to the UFC WWE thing on the commercial side is that the the, the idea is that you could book both to be in an arena one night after the other. Uh, one certain weekend so you can have UFC on the Saturday night doing a pay-per-view and you can have the WWE doing the Sunday night on a pay-per-view or you know UFC Sunday night and Raw Monday night there's the idea of being able to package them together and sell them to one person that's got to be really attractive to a again we'll talk talk about it in British terms if, if you're a fucking 
uh, where does WWE do shows now? Like, I, I don't know if they do AO Arena anymore. I don't know. I don't know where they go. But uh, general, generally speaking, they go to the places like the AO Arena. They go to uh, whatever the name of the uh, Barker Card Arena is. It called in in Birmingham. It's not the Barker Card Arena now, is it? It's somewhere else. But that's what I've known it as. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, Birmingham's got a couple again, haven't it? So it's got the Resorts yeah. World Arena, and then there's there's something else. Um, yeah, it's it's that one. They, they usually they usually just go to the same arenas yeah. like every time. Like they go to the Yacht in London, I think, and the wet. They've been known to the Wembley Arena as well. But um, well, they're the two, aren't they? If you go to a Wembley yeah. Arena and you say, "Listen, we've got WWE and we've got UFC, and we can put yeah. two shows on in three days," well, you you've cut in the middleman out for you know for for a full deal. There, you're saving yourself. You're charging the same amount of money, but you're going to be gaining more money than you would have been if you were constructing them deals separately because yeah. of the middleman and, and the agents and everything like that they're always going to want their cut yeah and see here's another thing as well with that is that it opens more international markets for WWE than they had before yeah because like USC it's a little bit it's like don't get me wrong WWE it's a global conglomerate like it, it, there's no denying that at all mm. but USC it, it's reached out in different markets that WWE have not uh, in terms of like pay-per-views and things like that so like if they, if they wanted they could have a pay-per-view in Abu Dhabi like you know just why not just have a one-off pay-per-view in Abu Dhabi uh, you know is another thing like USC they, they're trying to do pay-per-views over here as well and things like that and okay WWE are having another pay-per-view over here but the, the idea that they could just decide oh well, you know what uh, we'll go to Scotland like we'll go to Scotland, we'll go to we'll go we'll we'll go to whatever fucking arena in Scotland. I can't fucking think of one. Uh, sorry, I'm not Scottish, but um, yeah, just go to whatever arena and just have a pay per view there. Like have a USC event one night and then a WWE event on another night. It does make a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, as we as we've mentioned the. Uh, WWE pay-per-views. Uh, there was a there was an announcement that there is going to be a, a, a wrestling event coming later this year. So we're going to start this WCW Monday Nitro because time is getting on. But we are we will discuss because I'm sure there'll be a recap of Rowdy Roddy Piper's hopping around at Starcade 1996. <laughs> uh, we can discuss yes. uh, that announcement as well, which came today, this morning actually, uh, as we're recording this. So if you're ready, we'll uh, count us down. We'll press play. Uh, just give me a sec. Sorry, I've not clicked watch. Hang on, hang on. <laughs> oh yeah. When so when you're ready. Yeah. Let's hope they fucking know that again. Uh, <laughs> three, two, one, play. No ad. Oh, it's straight in. Oh, Orion. it is straight in. A hot open, as they call it in the business. Oh no, that's a match in it. Never mind. Yeah. So for those who are not watching, we've got a, a big fat limo with the NWO coming out celebrating, even though. Uh, Hogan lost at Starcade. Yeah, but then again, they they had a good night otherwise. Like, but Hogan's acting like nothing's fucking happened here. Uh, I, I, I would say I've not watched this this show. I've not even looked at the recap or anything here. You know, I've not even looked at the blurb. I just opened it, play, what have you. Um, uh, yeah, he's gonna. 
he's gonna have his own uh, own twist on his on the events, isn't he? He's like claiming, oh, of course. claiming shite, like because this is Hogan in general. Like yeah. you know, he's gonna he's gonna make shit up as he goes That's along. And, I tripped over and I think, and, and and I think he's just said that you know the crippled red stepage, uh, redheaded stepchild. And all Fucking weird to see Buff Bagel finally as part of the NWO because he just seemed to join them and then disappeared. <laughs> He weren't, he, he weren't a fucking Starcade anyway, were he? No. So it, there he is now in uh, in his NWO shirt and rocking a little bit shorter hair. This is a buff bag while I know more. The, the shaved head, uh, obviously NWO a little bit, but... So Giant has just made reference to the name nameplate still saying the Giant. Well, we know they're pretty much on the outs at this point anyway, aren't they? Yeah. The other thing that's annoying me here is that the Giant's NWR shirt doesn't say New World Order underneath it, it just says nothing. Ah. That's weird. Cool. Was there a misprint in the merch department? I, maybe they couldn't find one big enough. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, they just got a bit of Tipex and drew that on. But yeah, he's, he wants a shot at the NWO, NWO World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, yeah, obviously Hogan's going to fucking say no to that. So basically, I think the deal here is, uh, you know the deal, history, history. I can't, I, I, I've got the volume... Right, right down, uh, but from the from look at what I was saying as uh, as the uh, the subtitle is basically saying like the title belongs to the family. It doesn't trade between the family. Yeah, you know, you're not fucking mafia guys. He's essentially also said that um, Giant winning the sixty man battle royal at World War Three and getting a world title shot is is a buy. It's not a title shot. So he's saying. You can't have a shot. It's just a buy, so we can go partying. Okay. <laughs> that makes an all fucking sense, Hogan. It's pretty mental, isn't it? Like, they've started the dissension angle. So, this has been going since, what, summer? So, August, September, October, November, December. Five months later, there's dissension in the NWO. <laughs> yeah, it is a little bit weird, but I think... This is WCW realizing that the Giants isn't really what they thought he is. Yeah, it's not the fit. So, is it? like, they, I mean, they, they they tried as part of the Dungeon of Doom and things like that, and it it, it were okay, weren't anything spectacular, you know. Uh, putting the title on him so early did not help him anyway. No. Um, fucking hell, it's still the old opening. Yeah. Like, come on, get it together, guys. <laughs> and Macho's uh, still in it as well. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he's not even got a contract well, at this point. Ah, so that's where he's gone. <laughs> uh, I can't remember if you mentioned that, but uh, yeah, but yeah, it's they they basically put the giant in the end of the world to try and give him something, and it's just not. I'm not saying he's been a bad fit. Like he he looks a part at least, but he's not the part. Yeah, and I I think they're kind of like. Not trying to like 
find a way out of his contract or anything like that. That's not what's happening here. It's just more a case of, yeah, let's just get him out the end of the war and do, do something else. Yeah. But how weird to see Shivani and Zabisco in the commentary booth and not at ringside yet again. Yeah, somebody somebody asked him that question on what happened when last week and he said, I prefer to be away from the, from the, um, from the ring. I'd rather be in the booth. Yeah, which makes sense. Mm. Like, uh, uh, if anything, you you safer, especially in WCW where they just had a, <laughs> a bog standard gimmick table right next to right next to the fucking ring. Yeah, I feel like we keep having fans trying to run in and kill people as well. So, yeah, that'll help. No, I mean we did we had one during the the Hogan Piper match, didn't we? And the referee, uh, were it Randy Anderson, just fucking laying the boots in. <laughs> yeah. Was well, kind of the highlight. Well, no, we'll go with the second. That was the second highest highlight of that match. The number one being post match where Scott all trips over the rope. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I just want, I have to wonder what was going through his head when he tripped over the rope. He was like, you know, oh, you go, just falls over. Whoa, you go. <laughs> oh, speaking of Scott Hall. Uh, I knew I said fucking Ricardo Rodriguez then. Uh, Raquel Rodriguez uh, at WrestleMania. She actually, uh, I can't remember who was on the top rope now. I think it was Shayna Baszler or something like that. She actually did the fucking Scott Hall finger things in her direction. Oh, you know, the, the spooky little, fingers. Ooh. Yeah, the spooky fingers, if that's what you call oh. them. Well, that, you know, the, ooh. <laughs> she actually did that. <laughs> and, yeah, one of the pops of WrestleMania. Right, that did not look... At all homoerotic, that's still <laughs> then. The giant with his eyes closed, mouth again, and the sting right next to his cheek. Yeah. That did look Jesus a bit, um, yeah. It had meme potential. Uh, that was a big awe, am I right? <laughs> well, well, it's a big awe. <laughs> so, yeah, Wembley Stadium, August 27th, yes. 2023. I yeah, was... that's uh, that that's AEW, not where Nitro is emanating from. Yeah, tonight. sadly not. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I yeah. <laughs> you and Gary this morning both sent me the same message, probably around the same time. Uh, I opened it and I was like, "Oh, cool!" Uh, and I was thinking to myself, Check. "Fucking hell, uh, Wembley fucking stadium." That's what I get. Oh. But. I mean, and not to be a little AEW, but a company of that size. Yeah. To get that, yeah. to get Wembley. To, like, you know, to put it into musical terms, like, you know, for music that were interesting. It's like Alter Bridge going to fucking Wembley and saying, yeah, we want to show the Wembley are going to go, who are you? Yeah. Like, you know, not not in a belittling way. It's like, they're going to look at it as like, yeah, you're not, you're not filling the stadium, no. Well, that's it. That is... When it comes to arenas, normally they'll take a, they'll take a retainer, so... You essentially pay for the arena, and then you you keep whatever gate receipts there are, and Wembley will charge the fucking fees. It sounds like we're going back the Ticketmaster route, which ironically, uh, Live Nation are actually the uh, partner that are going to be selling the tickets for this one, so it will be Ticketmaster. Um, yeah. I saw Eminem in Wembley Stadium, and it was sold out. Oh. And. Uh, just just so you know, we've got the uh, the uh, amazing French Canadians. <laughs> oh, I should have said they're not so amazing. Yeah, quotation, amazing, and quotation. Yeah, and the subtitles actually had French instead of foreign language for once. Wow. Yeah, uh, I had to point that out because that's a, that's a first. 
Yeah. Uh, the face in the public anime, so continue. Yeah. So Eminem there. That was sold out. It uh it was interesting. Um the good thing with AEW is that, that they close off like one side of Wembley Stadium and then they'll have the middle as well. So I forget the capacity of Wembley Stadium now. It is ninety thousand. Is it ninety? Fucking hell fine. Yeah. So you've got to take some off for that. I know you, you have yeah. people stood on the pitch, but also you, you're shutting down at least, you know, a quarter of the stadium itself. Um, can and, it be and done? That, and that UK fan base, I think it can be done. We have a rabid fan base. Yeah. And uh, AEW, I mean, of course, yeah, they're on they're on national TV. They're not on cable TV. Yeah. You know, Sky, Virgin, what have you over here. They are on actual national TV. Anybody in this country can watch AEW. Like at any point, like you know, if, if you, you can watch it, you can watch it on. Uh, it's not ITV Hub anymore. It's it's got a new name, but you can watch it on ITV On Demand. ITVX in it, ITVX. That's the one. Yeah. Uh, watch it on demand. You can watch it on on uh, on ITV Four on Fridays, or you could just pay the seven quid and watch it on Fight TV, and and you get fucking so much for that for that money as well. Yeah. So they've. They've got a good fan base. They're right, raking in two million viewers every week. Oh. Like just on that on ITV alone, like that is something. On that delay as well. Yeah, on delay. Like this, this fucking reeks of TNA, doesn't it? <laughs> like TNA, they, they were fucking, they were getting all these massive views. They were out viewing fucking WWE for a long time, yep. and yes, AEW are doing the same right now. Like the ratings are out there, folks. So, read them and fucking weep if you're a hardcore WWE fan AEW are doing better viewing wise over over in this country and I know viewings viewing ratings Nielsen ratings all that it's, it's a little bit like eh like who, who really cares but for AEW that is it does mean a fucking lot yeah it really does it means more it means more for ITV because ITV are the ones that are selling the advertisement rather than absolutely AEW but and it's TNT it, but it's a good indication of what the fan base they have over here as well. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, you, you if you've got two million view, uh, fans up and down the country, and now you're telling us, oh yeah, they're going to be at Wembley. Like you can imagine, like there's going to be a portion of that that are going to be interested in going. Plus, people from international markets, you know, AEW fans in France, in Germany, you know, in Ireland, like you know. Uh, this, uh, of course, across, this, across across Europe, yeah. they're going to be looking at that and going, "Well, that's that's an event I, I have to go to." That's it. There's the rabid American fan base as well who would be absolutely clamouring yeah. to get tickets for that one. So there was a little bit. It was a little bit vague, but is this replacing all out for this year? Because I've read the statement and it mentions nothing of all out, but it's called all in. Yeah. Right. So they're using the all in name, which they couldn't use because it it was. Uh, it was a it was an event co-opted by Ring of Honor and Sinclair wouldn't let them use a name. Ah. Now they own Ring of Honor, so they can use that name. So is that replacing all out? Because all in does make more sense. Like all out, it's just it, it, it kind of like it to me the all out name just sounds like, oh yeah, an indie promotion. <laughs> like mm. a, a proper indie promotion type fucking bev view name. You know, this is PCW all out. Like, 
So you get my point. Yeah. Like, uh, this is progress. All out. It will progress. They don't have names like that, but you know what I mean. Uh, all in. That's definitely fucking. It, it's. It speaks for AEW's branding with the double or nothing and the casino battle royal and things like that. Like all in, perfect. Mm. Uh, so I do wonder if that is actually their premier pay per view because it's happening in August as well. Whereas all out was ha- last year. It was in September. It was early September as well. Right. Yeah, because their, their pay per views are very early in the month. They're not late in the month. Yeah. Uh, so that says to me. And because it's such a marquee event and a marquee arena, it has to be their their marquee marquee pay per view for this mm. year. Mm. But there were so many people saying like, yeah, uh, they really really uh, miss it, miss miss the uh, branding there by not calling it all in it. Oh dear, <laughs> they're right. <laughs> Good lord. Well, yeah, yeah um the amazing French Canadians won that one. Or, uh uh the the usual spot where uh the public enemy go to do a dive in one line on the table, the other uh, the other not for whatever fucking reason or, or on the ropes or like that. You, you you know the usual fucking thing that happens, and they both end up going through the table with yeah. their opponents. Not happens every single match these days. Yeah, it does. Yeah, uh, that happened, and they lost. Rob Parker did put the boots into the lad that was outside. I forget which one it was, and uh, yeah, yeah, so, I forget the fucking names. I, I don't care. The helping sent on from the top rope uh, got the win for the quote amazing end quote French Canadians, and now it's Red Ranger. Using Thunder Liger. But who's he going to be facing so, off with? Oh, no. He's going to be facing off with Sonny or no? No. <laughs> oh, Ultimate Dragon. Ultimate Dragon. Yep. Yeah, Ultimate Dragon. I mean, this would be alright, but. Like. I don't know. Uh, in every single match I've seen of these two. Like uh, on WCW, they've both been not bad matches, but still quite botchy. So mm. yeah, I'm not. I'm looking forward to this, but I can also see it be like being a bit of a train wreck. Well, let's keep ourselves optimistic. Um, yes, I'm. I'm hoping. I'm hoping I'm wrong. I'm really hoping I'm wrong. On paper, always looks like it's going to be a fucking stellar match, doesn't it? Like Meltzer is yeah. literally jacking off over it. So Ultimate Dragon uh, with the more orange mask and shoulder protector there, almost, I don't know, it's just giving me a Curryman vibes. Fucking hell. He's hot. He's spicy. <laughs> Ult- he's the ultimate curry. <laughs> Double Lariat, neither one of them go down, that's twice. See, I'm, I'm just thinking, if you actually did like a Tumblr fusion of this, you would actually get a Power Ranger. Yes. Because, like, uh, Thunder Liger, see, we've got a slight botch there, but, it, you know, it looks effective. Uh, Thunder Liger, he has, like, the Power Ranger suit, and Ultimate Dragon, Ultimate Dragon, has the shield that the Green Ranger would usually wear, or the White Ranger, sorry. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, both the White Ranger Green Ranger had a shield, didn't they? I forget about that. Uh, I don't know why. I'm a fucking big fucking Power Rangers nerd. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so... So, yeah, if you merge the two, then it's kind of like, yeah, this is like a, tum- a tumble fusion of all the Power Rangers. Because Thunder Liger is actually wearing... Oh, that was nice. Uh, he actually is wearing red and white, but he's also got little slaps of green there yeah. as well. Yeah. Mark Curtis can be Zordon. <laughs> no, I think the uh, I think the uh, previous referee could be Zordon, the Homer Simpson looking referee. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's more more Zordon looking. And, and Sonny Ono could be Alpha Five. Hi 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 He does have that vibe, doesn't he? <laughs> he does. And not because he's Japanese before people call him racism. I'm not saying that. He just has the Alpha 5 vibe because of the way he acts. I mean, Power Rangers is fucking essentially Japanese anyway, so... Yeah. Uh, Bandai. Bandai, that fucking... Yeah, yeah the, that uh, exported it into the UK market. Uh, the US market, sorry. The Western market. Western market, that's it, yeah. Yeah, because originally it was just a Green Ranger, as far as I remember. Hmm. I mean, to be fair, you've got to wonder what fucking... What influence Jason from the Liger actually had on that market. Just from his look, because if you... If you, if you know just anything about Jason Liger, you'll know that he is a fucking Japanese phenomenon. Yeah. I mean, he has toys, he has comic books... I mean, all wrestlers have toys, but he has he ha- he has TV shows of all sorts. Yeah, like he fucking he he went he his reach went beyond wrestling basically. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, you have to wonder if that had any influence on Power Rangers, at, at least in Japan. I don't know, but it'd be interesting to know. Oh fucking hell! <laughs> Foot up to the face, literally. Brain Buster. Oh, sick Brain Buster. He kind of now, I would have been happy if that would have finished. Yeah. The yeah, ref kind of gave it away, didn't he? With just hanging that hand there too long. Yeah, just a little bit. The same uh, commentators is talking about all the gold and uh, Ultimate Dragon all came out with one belt tonight. Yes. The cruiserweight championship, yeah. Yeah, I forget he is cruiserweight champion now. <laughs> See, a commentary are calling him Ultimo Dragon as well. Yeah. <laughs> so he's getting fucking confused in this. Pick an name and stick to it. It's a fucking Mia Yama Minchin thing at bloody raw moment. It's got to be hard, hasn't it? If like somebody changes their name and, and you've called them something for even just for a couple of months like it's ingrained into your head yeah like oh don't know what Ultimo Dragon was going for there see I feel fine calling him Ultimo Dragon because commentary do oh to get that right it looks really good corkscrew yeah Hurricane Rana there was a slight delay in it yeah. That was actually a really good match. Yeah, that's a decent finish as well, considering yeah. what happened at Starcade as well. Yeah. Oh, we're bleeding. Yeah. 
to be honest with you, he looks like he's just uh, giving a bit of uh, a mist. Mm. There's a little bit of mist, but he hasn't. He's actually bleeding. Oh, God. Are you kidding me, WCW? Oh, no. The fact it, it's not the actual idea of the match, it's the fact they call them fucking midgets. <sighs> okay, it's 1996. You know, surely that was a derogatory term back then. <laughs> it's as far as I remember, that is not. It's not cool to call dwarfs midgets. No, it's well, it's I know, not I know cool, for a fact it's not, not now. Not cool at all. Yeah, it's um, not cool at all. So, somebody oh. said it. Uh, one of uh, like the engineer of the producer, uh, product, uh, producer or whatever on uh, Kevin Nash's podcast said it on on the on the podcast like not last week, week before, and I was just like. And it's, it's difficult when you, 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 you you're speaking to Kevin Nash as well and you're saying that word. You know what I mean? And he's usually the kind of guy who would say, dude, you can't say that. No, to be fair, no. That, that, a counterpoint, because Kevin Nash has been one for using the term vanilla midgets, you know, quite a lot in the past. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe, maybe modern day Kevin Nash isn't, but there's always that slight chance, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I... I I'm not saying I don't trust Kevin Nash. I know he's he's a very liberal guy, but there are certain things he comes out with. It's like, oh, Kevin, like, and that term he has used profusely in the past. So yeah. I, I just wouldn't put it past him. But yeah, still not cool, not cool at all. So I can't really, I don't know who uh, Conan is facing here. It's supposed to be facing uh, Bubba, Big Bubba, ah, I think. Right. But it's not happening okay. by the looks of it. Right. Speaking of Conan, I've been, I, I've, I've waxed lyrical about how much I don't really care for the guy. I don't really like him. Like just some things he comes out with. Oh, we're getting a much worse match. He's against Mister Wall Street. <laughs> um, I'm, you know, I'm. He's. It, there's just a lot of things about Conan. and he just comes across as a bit of a prick mm. and his wrestling has left a, quite a little bit to be desired as well um, the the Hall of Fame induction speech for Rey Mysterio was I rank it as one of the best I've seen mm. it was really heartfelt really funny you know it was, and he didn't make it about himself in any way shape or form the only thing he did was alluding like how he was he pitched Rey Mysterio around uh, to to territories when they weren't willing, when no one was willing to give him a chance and things like that. So basically, not taking like making it about him, but just like just saying what he did and how Rey Mysterio went in and got himself over in every single market he went in, which he did. Yeah. Like you know, and Rey Mysterio thanked Conan a lot for what he did in his speech as well. But the fucking the, the speech itself it was just really really heartfelt and it were oh it was a very 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 touching speech. It's one to worth uh, worth looking up. It really is. Uh, one thing he did say, which was really really funny, because they were playing up the the Dom angle as well a little bit. Yeah, like, that's Dom, the bit I did Dom, see of the uh, of yeah, the speech itself. Yeah, Dom walking out. You know, Dom walked out at the beginning uh, and what have you. It, it was great. Like, it must have been fucking hard for Dom watching his dad actually get into, put into the Hall of Fame and he has to stay in character just for the sake of the match the next night. 
but the one thing that made me fucking howl after was Conan turning around and saying like, you know, is he, how, how much he was Rey Mysterio. He's always ju- uh, said that he'd like to have been a, uh, be adopted. Hey, maybe I can replace Dominic. <laughs> 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 fucking genius, yeah. absolutely genius. That made me laugh. And it got a very loud pop in the arena as well. You're <laughs> in, in the arena that SmackDown were in, because SmackDown was... Uh, they had SmackDown, and then they did the Hall of Fame afterwards. Hmm. So a lot of the fans were still there. Like, uh, you know, there would have been fa- uh, certain seats that would have been... Uh, go, go see SmackDown, and then uh, you see the Hall of Fame afterwards as well. Um, yeah, so, and it got a very loud pop. A very loud pop. It was, yeah. Uh, well worth just watching the speech. Um, uh, Rick Flair's induction of the Great Muter, not so much. No. Exact opposite. Opposite? Opposite. Fucking hell, I'm getting the Rick Flair bloody uh, thing now. I'm fucking talking like him. Can't fucking pronounce my words. <laughs> uh, yeah, because all Rick Flair did was make that fucking induction about himself and about Japan, but not Muter. You know, he barely mentioned Muter. And it, you couldn't even understand half the shit he was saying as well. Muta came out and said that I don't speak much English, but this is a great honour. Thank you very much, WWE. Thank you very much, fans. That kind of thing. And I'm like, mate, you've said a few things and you've openly admitted you don't speak uh, uh, good English. You speak fucking better English than Rick Flair do. <laughs> uh, did. Did. Do. You speak, you speak fucking better English than I do at the moment. <laughs> Christ almighty. I think you're missing a coffee, bud. Uh, I am. I really am. I've had two today. <laughs> I should have made a coffee before this. You know, fucking Conan's out cold here. I looks of things. I no- I noticed they were doing the hangman spot with the belt, and I do not like that at all. Oh. I hate that. Look. Yeah. So I I don't know what fucking happened there. I was watching along as I was talking, and I haven't got a. I ain't got the gist of what happened. Did he get counted? Uh, I'm not sure. A referee's kind of saying I counted you out or something like that for for choking. I don't know. I honestly don't know. Maybe that's Just what see it a is. replay. Yeah, maybe that. Oh, oh, I see. So Conan's tapped the. Um... Yeah, he's tapped the turnbuckles, hasn't he? Right. Oh, it's that fucking weird gimmick, yeah. you got to tap the corners. It's like, ugh, come on. There's a reason why I don't like strap matches, but... Ugh. I've got to be honest, that... I think that's the first strap match I've ever seen. And it'll be the last. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mate, Triple H versus the Rock strap match, five-star classic. Seriously? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> it is, I swear they do one like every other year at Extreme Rules as well yeah. like it's just not a good gimmick you can use it as a weapon I get that but the fucking touching the corner thing that's such bollocks have you seen uh, have you seen Baby Metal's latest photo shoot I have not oh. I'll look that up right now <laughs> So they're doing the uh, they're doing the click hang symbol. Yeah, 
Right, so... Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay, that's pretty cool. Fair enough. Not the pain, Nash. Not just Nash, but obviously the rest of it. Fucking WWE, isn't it? Yeah. WWE fucking putting uh, a cease and desist against the Young Bucks for doing it. Yeah. (laughs) Did you see Nita Strauss's latest post? Uh, no. <laughs> oh, she put a post up with Kelsey Grammer. Thought you'd have been all over that. Apparently, they invited oh. her to uh, to sit and watch the um, one of the episodes be filmed or something like that. I don't know if she'll make a cameo. She, you never know. Oh yeah, that's from a few uh, from fourth February. That a couple of months ago. Yeah, she might have been NDA'd. NTA, uh, Nita Strauss tweet from taping of new episode that's on Reddit. Uh, oh, there you go. He beat up Ruddy Piper right in the middle of the ring. Did you? Okay. That's not what I remember. <laughs> no. Well, he's just using creative devices, isn't, isn't he? Right, um... I'm still looking up for this fucking post. Right, so, we've got, got our Instagram yeah, here. Oh, Instagram. there we are. Yeah, Okay, yeah. now. I should have said Instagram. An, in, uh, an intimate soiree. Fucking hell, she had to go all fresh, didn't she? <laughs> Was had last night after last night's taping of the Razor reboot. I didn't know they was actually recording just yet. By what she's saying, it sounds like they finished. A few episodes from the new season. That's it. Mm. Well, that's pretty fucking cool. Oh, all right, Hogan. We get it. You didn't lose, even though you did. You know, you're still the hero. You're still Hollywood. Ugh, fuck off. He said he's not going to take his shirt off, so there's a fucking positive, positive sign. Yeah, he leave the shirt on. Unless you're wrestling, leave it on. We don't care. No more fucking pause downs. I'm just waiting for Sting to come out. I just want Stain to come out. It's so something. I, I, <laughs> I find it so bizarre that this is the uh, it's the final natural '96. Like we head into '97 next, and shit just Jeez. kicks off. Jeez, that's a sobering thought. Yeah. We're finally there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, literally a year away from it all going fucking kaboom in everybody's face. <laughs> In memory of Rowdy Roddy Piper. You didn't kill him, guys. Poor Roddy. Really? <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help myself. <laughs> that would have been fine if he would, you know, if that were just it for the Roddy Piper run, but I know he's coming back. 
Oh, God. Is he not doing the pause down? Come on. Oh, he's taking off his shirt. There we go. Hulk Hogan, see how much you lie. At least they're going to the fucking break whilst he's doing this. <laughs> Never shall I fucking ever... Fucking hell, I've been saying fucking a lot tonight. Uh, <laughs> never shall I ever criticise the w, uh, WCW production team ever again for cutting to the break when Hogan decided to do the pause down. It's like, brilliant. Did he make you. the right choice there, yeah. Yes. Oh, here's Hugh Morris. Uh, a guy that doesn't like uh, Rice Krispie squares. Well. Uh, right, so... The, <laughs> I don't... I only heard about this story last week. Uh, it's in relation to uh, Ryback. So when Ryback was in FCW, uh, Al Snow and Hugh Morris, uh, Bill Demott, were trainers. And apparently, because of Ryback's uh, physique, he eats, a, he eats a lot. He eats a hell of a lot. Obviously, he fucking eats a lot because it's the only way he can keep up that physique. And apparently... There's something about Bill DeMott not actually being a fan of Ryback eating all the time. Obviously, being a being a trainer and things like that, he probably just wants to make sure that he's looking after his health and things like that, not getting too fat, yada, 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 that kind of thing. But anyway, he, he's getting really pissed off with Ryback for just constantly eating. And they're in an airport sometime, and Al Snow regards his story. Basically, he's there with a fucking bag of shopping, and he's eating Rice Krispie Squares, and Bill turned around to him and says, if you eat another one of them, I am going to punch you. So Ryback, obviously being Ryback, gets another one out and starts eating it. You would. And Bill fucking punches him. What the fuck? <laughs> next thing, next thing Al Snow sees is that Ryan, uh, Ryback is running and he's on one of those, you know, the... Um, uh, the the moving four things that you get in airports. Yeah, he's on one of them as Bill DeMott is chasing after him, and he's just there moving along, continually fucking eating food out of the bag <laughs> as Bill's just fucking trying to catch up with him. Wow! But it was specifically Rice Krispie Squares. That's so fucking bizarre. What a bizarre yes. story. Yes. <laughs> so humor, humorous does not like Rice Krispie Squares apparently. <laughs> What I don't like is that fucking both uh, Sasaki and Hugh Morris are wearing the same fucking colours. Yeah. I hate that in wrestling. I really do. I don't know why. But I think if you're on opposite ends, at least fucking meet each other in the back and say, right, I'm wearing this attire tonight. Can you not wear black and green? Yeah. It makes them look like teammates, doesn't it? Exactly. That's what I don't like. In certain circumstances, I don't expect Brock Lesnar to go up to The Undertaker and say, yeah, I'm wearing black tonight, can you not wear black? Yeah. You both wear black, you know, get over it. We I can't, think, I think really black's one of the colours, in it? But if, if there's too much black, it's not even a wrestler issue, then somebody from production is going to say, listen, you've got to fucking vary this up because there's just too much black. You've got to put some colour in there. Yeah. At least have a different colour. Speaking of... The black curtain right at the back makes this attendance look shockingly bad. Yeah, and I can imagine post-Christmas it probably is. Mm. You don't generally get great attendances for for events. This 
just a few days after Christmas. Again, this is December 30. Uh, December 30, sorry. Um, they're getting ready for New Year's as well. Yeah. Yeah, the so, day after, yeah. Yeah, so it's probably just people just like, yeah, we're not going to, you know, we're just not interested. But again, it just looks like a small arena as well. It looks more like a studio rather than an arena. In contrast to Starcade, which the arena that I fucking thought there were way more people than what there actually were, this this arena may 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 make it look like there's way less people than there actually are. So I'd be interested to see the attendance of this. I am on it. Uh, at capacity of seven thousand people. Wow. Shit. Oh no, hang on, that's the wrong nitro. <laughs> <laughs> I googled I googled this nitro and it gave me a completely different fucking nitro piece of shit. This would be nitro fifty one, would it? I bet we're way past fifty one. Eric Bischoff on the commentary bit. What? He's got a tape and you're saying you're not showing anything. Like, what's the tape of? Uh, the main event, Starcade. Oh, okay. I think. Right, well. This <laughs> <laughs> is a bit scary. Like, well, what was the point in that? <laughs> oh, God. I fucking love Tabisco so much. <laughs> Even with his uh, slight racism and transphobia and things like that. His fucking... His commentary is brilliant. So, the Knoxville Civic Coliseum holds... Uh, it has a capacity of 6,500. And it's still there today. So oh, wow. It's now known as the General James White Memorial Civic Auditorium and Coliseum. Imagine trying to pronounce that on fucking commentary. No. I think there's no wonder that uh, wrestling just generally doesn't go to places like that anymore. Uh, I'm trying to avoid the spoilers of this. But, uh, yeah, I usually go to cage match and for a change, this doesn't have... Oh, well. Oh. Sonny Ono just whacked the uh, flag over the back of Hugh Morris, who is no, no selling it, of course. Yeah, there's no attendance on cage match. I mean, there is people there, like that curtain. When you look up onto the tier, there's plenty of people there. Right, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to search the Nitro on 411. 411 fuck sheet as uh, Tony Schiavone likes to call it does he? Yes. I've never heard that <laughs> <laughs> you can tell I don't listen to that podcast I don't think I've ever listened to an episode of that god I love it again try not to get spoilers and things like that yeah so. yeah so Gonna be fucking with this for ages, so do 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 do. We can get the IMDB. Excuse me. 
so Ah, so they've got the stills of Rowdy Roddy Piper winning. They just don't have the video. Of course. Hang on a minute. Was Roddy hold? Hang on a minute. Was Roddy holding the rope when he was pinning Hogan? I've not got a clue. I didn't, I didn't see that then. That still had his foot on his chest and his hand on the rope. And if the fucking oh. referee was counting, then <laughs> well, it's not a fucking three count, is it? Well, that's interesting. That is very interesting. Of course, this is WCW. They'll completely miss that. Or they'll just change the rules on the fucking fly, as you usually do. Yeah, yeah. Unless it was a no disqualification match. See, I've even gone on to our feed and uh, trying to find like episode numbers, but obviously we rank them in our episode numbers, not those. So, yeah, uh, cage match has it as 60, 68, I think. Right, so also one of the, one of the blurbs on one of our episodes just says play folder, so you can't speak English either. Wow, it doesn't say anything else, just play folder. <laughs> That's the description. This is play folder. So Nitro sixty eight. You know, in 1999, Stevie Ray was getting paid more than DDP. Really? Yeah. Are you fucking kidding? That yeah. is shocking. I think DDP was on something like 300,000 a year up until 1999. And Stevie Ray that was on like absolutely terrible. That is fucking... Oh, my God. Bye. Bye. <laughs> yeah, the cat wants it out. Oh, get all in. Right. It's all in heat versus faces of fear. Shit's about to go yeah. down. Yeah, that's what I work. Ah, here we are. I've got a link. Finally. Minute, 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 minute. Actually, maybe not. Because it's just. It's just booting me out. Fucking hell, let me click the link, you twat. <laughs> oh, I've managed to click it quickly before it disappears again. So, Nitro 68. December 30th, 1996. Raw's from the Knickerbock Arena in Albany. Of course. Because it's got Raw and, uh, and Nitro, so... Um, right, so they usually have attendance on this, but there's no attendance here. There's no attendance at all. 
Yeah, so that was a fruitless endeavour. Never yeah. mind. Weird. Let's, let's watch some meat slapping action. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the best way I can describe this match. God. You know, I was saying, yeah, we could bang one out earlier and now this. Behind the what fucking what was that kind of kick, Stevie? Jesus. He didn't even kick him. He just spat around. I know. <laughs> just fucking ballerina. And then fucking Bucky C comes in. He goes, "You call that a boot? Now this is a boot." Bam. <laughs> yeah, I've seen you played knifey booty before, boot uh, Booker. These guys definitely don't call spots in the back, do they? No, definitely not. They're just like, yeah, let's just go out and fucking bash each other. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Barbarian's just it, coming in randomly. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's fucking missing the kicks now. Jesus Christ! That really stiff did that, man. Yeah. Fucking knees to the back, right? Right. Fucking Bucky's whiffing kicks left, right, and centre now because that first one did not connect. <laughs> Wait, even that angle, fucking away from the hard cam, that did not connect. Oh, no. somebody's coming in to ruin it. Unless it's the outsiders, oh, I don't care. Oh, we don't want you. Oh, oh come sake. on! That's sexual assault. Hello, wifey. Oh, hello, hubby. I forgot we were still married. I hate Fuck you. you. <laughs> this power slam from Stevie. Stevie. Oh, the amazing French Canadians are here for fuck's sake. Why are they getting involved all of a sudden? I'm not fucking clue. Maybe they just want a feud with Holland Heat so they can be relevant. Super kick. It wasn't talcum powder, unless that's talcum powder in Canada. Right, so. Oh no, it's black. It's black yeah. powder. It's, uh, that, it's that classic Canadian talcum powder. Right, so that's a rope break. Issues. Yeah, there's a few issues I've got here. So, first and foremost, what it dictates. Jesus, that's a mess. Hell. They didn't throw that yeah. much. At least we didn't think they did. Uh, so logic dictates, if you have an interference spot like that, then the team that you're interfering on lose. Yeah. They don't. They, uh, Booker fucking interferes the pin, you know, and turns them over. And then, in in the opposite pin, there's a rock break, and it just does not get counted. So WCW don't like rock breaks, it, it seems. But yeah, that replay... On a smaller screen, though, uh, uh, bear in mind, actually shows, yeah, they threw a lot of fucking powder. Was it soot? I don't know what that was. I'm trying to think of a powdery substance like that that would make that kind of mess. Yeah. Because it's like, it's dissipated, not, not dissipated, but it's kind of like just separated. So it's just kind of like made a mush rather than like a normal powdery mess. Kind of like what, flour or talcum powder would do yeah so 
soot would make that, charcoal would make that. But again, those are dangerous things to be throwing in people's eyes. Yeah. You're obviously not using fucking black pepper. <laughs> That's the Nigella Lawson thing coming back up. <laughs> oh, speaking of, on a Wikipedia page, you know, like in certain like things, like if you even search a song, they'll give you a little sound bite. Hmm. There's actually a sound bite of Nigella Lawson's voice on the Wikipedia page. That's so random. Yeah. She's going to be saying so, something dirty, isn't she? So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So after this episode, I'm going to bring up a Wikipedia page, I'll turn my volume up on my phone, and I'll actually play it into the mic. <laughs> we're going to have that as a closing. <laughs> the close. <laughs> Take it out, Nigella. <laughs> She's a big fan of The Rock. I, didn't, I don't know if you know that. I did not know that. Yeah, no. she, she probably fancies him, yeah. Well, that, that's a surprise. I was, I was watching one of the programmes one night, because it's better than Babe Station, and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she's going through a cookbook and she's like mm, the rock I do love the rock <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ don't know what happened in that promo it's just DDP in a fanny pack he, he said he, he was just basically saying how stubborn he is oh okay alright I'm a stubborn man it were it would do nothing to it. It was just very short. No match this week, so he's just getting himself on TV. Jesus Christ! The amount of fucking money they must have spent on pyro. <laughs> the thing is, most of it's the same. Yeah, yeah. There's there's no real. So they, they must have got a special offer on them. Like the one thing that was weird at WrestleMania as well, there was very little pyro. Like in certain entrances, yes, and obviously celebrations, but very little pyro. But usually when they have uh, WrestleMania, they put have pyro on top of the stadium as well. Yeah. There was none of that this year. And apparently it's because consider, uh, they had to adhere to some of L- LA's laws. Like yeah, they actually do it. So, I could imagine LA's got numerous different things, either for domestic dwellings or probably environmental things as well, letting things off in her. And I'm gonna say they they, they go to LA for WrestleMania quite frequently these, yeah. these days, and they've had them before, just not this year. So it might just be the area. The it might be Inglewood itself. Might have its own buddy like uh, city city uh, regulations. Mm. Did did I tell you the story of the the kissing Verona thing? No, uh, we're getting a recap of all the end of your bullshit. So go ahead. That the Colosseum that that was in, beautiful beautiful building. Um, Kiss didn't start playing until like eleven fifteen. They were supposed to be on at like nine fifteen. Because they were arguing with the city council about letting off the fireworks. Fucking they'd hell. already they'd already reached an agreement because they, they were already arguing like months before that, and it was a postponed show as well from COVID. Um, and the city council, because it's such a delicate building, uh, it, it ended up going to the um, oh, 
fucking hell, what's it called now? It's like a group of people that basically protect um, yeah, the, coliseums and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, like, like some kind of like coliseum protection board, like you know. Yeah, kind of like that. like that. But obviously, they oversee more than just coliseums. It's it's yeah, historical no, no, building I mean, society or something like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I meant. Like. Yeah. So they were worried about the foundations and stuff, and letting all this and this big fuck off show and the fireworks and stuff. And ultimately, what happened was we were outside. The the support band had already been on, and we were outside for like another two hours waiting for case. Uh, and they just basically said, "Listen, if you don't let us do a show, we're not doing any show whatsoever." Um, they came to some agreement. They stripped the the, the show right down. Uh, Paul Stanley's zip line was completely removed, and like there was like half the fireworks and everything like that. It was fucking busy. It was a great. Show. It was still a really good show and such a beautiful building. But yeah, they were just like on the day. They were just like, "Yeah, no, we're not going to let you do that." <laughs> Guess we're like, well, fine then, we won't play. <laughs> Fucking weird, man. We've got f- Disco Inferno coming out. Those not listening along, dress like a pumpkin. Glenn Gilbert, yeah, I think he's part Italian. Yeah, probably. No, that that's a good that thing. That fucking for him. orange suit and the bin liner lettering on the back. Just thinking, like you know, fucking looking at the orange, uh, <laughs> the fucking pumpkin orange. All I can think of is, uh, Glenn, you knucklebeak. I told you a hundred times. You've got to sell your pumpkin fruit just before Halloween. Before. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right, who's he facing here? The fucking. That is a weird aesthetic. It's all fucking pink. There's no way. Come on! They can't even get his fucking lights right anymore. It's Glacier, but he's coming out to bright pink lighting. <laughs> what is going on? I woke today, I'm like, what the fuck is that? Who's that? I never would have expected fucking... Sub Sub Zero. Sub Sub Zero. <laughs> Substitute Sub Zero. Fucking out, no way. I'm, I'm just like, I'm. I said I won't criticize production, but now I'm criticizing production because it made a grievous error there. I, I was just trying to think, like, who has a pink aesthetic in in WCW in 1996? Obviously, Bret Hart's not going to be here for another year yet. Yeah. So it wouldn't have been him. Um, is Jim Neidhart around at this point? I don't think no. he is, is he? No. no. I know he jumps back and forth a lot. Yeah, no, it's just fucking weird. Like, fucking bright pink. Anyway, that's 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 me complaining about a, uh, a wrestler I just really just don't give a shit about. <laughs> it has not been that impressive. He's had the odd, like, move that's been, like, pretty cool, but this whole thing... You know, it's just a guy trying to be sub zero dressed in a Toronto Ma- uh, Maple Leafs outfit. Like, <laughs> essentially, like, just, uh, and that's my only one and only hockey reference you'll ever get on this show. 
But it's a very distinctive look, is uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, and it, yeah, uh, he looks just like that. It's just... He's been practicing a new leg hold for the last two weeks, and he's perfected it apparently. Something tells me that his leg hold is a half crab. <laughs> so much shit like that. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, paid some Manning reference. I didn't think he went back this far. Wow. And the one and only NFL reference. <laughs> you know, uh, I don't think this match is going to be uh, uh, a long one. No, Let's and we say. know who's winning. Yeah. And it's already looking, you know, as if we foreshadowed it. You, uh, I knew so. I knew we calling Gilberto. Uh, <laughs> is that your new hold? Uh, no, it's not because it's a live hold, isn't it? Uh, oh, nice. Jesus Christ! As I was saying, as if we foreshadowed it, uh, Gilberto is getting the sh shit knocked out of him here. Yep. I'm just calling him Gilberto. I'm not even calling him Disco. I'm mad as hell though having to bump around in that fucking charcoal or whatever the fuck it is now. That's just made yeah. everything look like really dirty and that that's just oh he's just fucking gone nose nose into it and that's a big nose. Yeah, he snorted it. <laughs> maybe that's just me being a bit O C D. The the mat needs to be oh, clean. Can it, Canadian talcum powder, maybe it's Canadian cocaine. <laughs> Why are they not just squirting with maple syrup or something? Yeah, exactly. That'd That's be really not... annoying because it's proper sticky and like it, it's not easily yeah, washed off. Yeah, yeah. No, so yeah, we have to go for the Canadian cocaine, won't we? <laughs> I'm just saying that it's not the good Colombian stuff; it's the good British Colombian stuff. <laughs> oh. I'm fucking ready for a coffee myself now. <laughs> what the fuck? So Disco went behind the ref, so basically uh, that left uh, fucking I forget his name. Uh, Glacier to do a, a what? What they call that fucking weird dance spin thing? A Papa Maria or something like that. Oh, I don't did know. Something like that. Oh, yeah, I can't remember. Glenn's back is all black. Yeah, I was just thinking that I I'd be fuming. I'd be fucking I would, fuming. I was just like I was thinking for a second then when you uh, when you wax you meant to wax both the book uh, front and the back, Glenn. <laughs> My new leg hold. <laughs> what the fuck? So yeah, not that leg. This leg. Nope. Too late. To quote, to quote uh, Jr. Classic, he danced, he pranced, and he took too long. <laughs> I can't do a Jr. reference. Uh, uh, fucking hell, uh, in, impersonation. Uh, it's just not my thing. Pinata, pinata, pinata. Stick, stick, 
No, you won't. You won't get that till two thousand. Yeah. I'll say one thing. Uh, Inferno got more offense in this match than what I thought he would do. Yeah. You know, so it's not. Oh! <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> and with the size of that snout, that must have fucking hurt. He didn't even pin him. He he just went for a pin, and then the ref like, nope. Over. Yeah, the ref were like, I ain't fucking counting in that fucking British Columbian snow. <laughs> so, not quite a home run for Glacier, but almost. That kick was fucking sweet, though. I'll, yeah. I'll give him that. Exactly, exactly. Da, 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 da. And there we go, we've got a major league be- uh, baseball reference as well. I've, got, I've done the trifecta, I'm done. You That's your American yeah. sports report from me. There'll be no more of that. <laughs> this was Brian Bradshaw for Nitrogen Podcast News. <laughs> yeah, what we doing NBA can't be asked. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure WCW will do the uh, NBA reference for me at some point because it's bound to have somebody else on the NBA in there, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I'm sure they will. Yeah, and obviously with the NWO. Speaking of. See, we know that the giant is going to be out of the NWO sooner rather than later, and we know WCW is pushing for not updating their intro and or what yeah. have you. So for a few months, you know, we're going to have fucking the giant as part of the NWO with the advertisements. It's just going to keep on happening, isn't it? Yeah. What a still that is. <laughs> I love Stacey Keebler, right? And I fancied the arse off her when I was younger. But yes, I have a real fucking problem with her oh, going into the Jesus Hall of Fame. Christ. Over woman. That's just still an half. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is what I said to you. I said, I don't think uh, Nancy is ever going to be in the WWE Hall of Fame. Nope. Because it's way too close to the Benoit situation. And they're not going to want to reference that at all. I did my research on this, right? I didn't realise how many brawn panties matches Stacey Keebler had actually been in. Um, A lot. Yeah. Yeah. You could fucking say that. I think she's been in like a total of 75 matches in her career. And I think at least 50 of them were uh, sexual of nature. Yeah. At the very least. Yeah. Woman say what, was in no. three, I think. Oh, three. Wow. Yeah, and two of them were with Sandman. Oh, my God. And it was it was about wow. ten, seven, or, seven or eight years from her debut to her second match, which was in ECW with um, Sandman. Oh, okay. Jericho versus Benoit. Yeah. I'm all right with it. Yeah. So what I will say is... Uh, in terms of Stacey Keebler being in the Hall of Fame, I do understand it because she did transcend wrestling as well. Like, she really did. Like, her, her pop culture, like, from that, from just from, from what she did in wrestling, like, she, she, she got pretty fucking big. And obviously, WWE, they're going to latch onto that. I don't think I she mean, brought... I, I don't think she brought eyes to wrestling because she dated Brad Pitt, right, like that. But I think... In terms of just like from a mainstream thing, from mainstream, that WWE can just say, "Yeah, we owned her, we created her." When you didn't, but 
you helped her along the way, but yeah. So that I, I, I get it from from a marketing perspective. I don't really think she did a great deal in wrestling that we could no. really say, yeah, she's a, a first ballot Hall of Famer, or even second ballot. No. She's an obvious name for other reasons. I mean, it even played in the... Uh, they the, the actually played into that in the package as well. I mean, they showed her in How I Met Your Mother and Dancing on the Stars and things like that. They showed I her forgot, I forgot, what she I did forgot she in How I Met Your Mother, actually. Yeah, I know yeah, she, was in, um, she was in... She was in... Oh, Me, Myself and Irene? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think she was in that. Yeah, she was, yeah. Yeah, it's just yeah. In, in, in a wrestling. It's a weird one. In a, it, I suppose if you had a celebrity wing, she'd probably more likely go in the celebrity I wing. I mean, but, yeah, well, they do have a celebrity wing. Yeah, but she's because she's a wrestler. She goes in. Well, see, it's question. I wouldn't even call her a wrestler. You, you're not a wrestler if you're in brown panties matches. You're just not. No, you're a wrestling personality, but not yeah. a wrestler. You, she were more. If anything, she were more of a valet. Yeah. But she and really Jesus got involved. Christ. Like the only and time Jesus... that she really got involved was the test Scott Steiner stuff. Uh, like she was quite pivotal in that. Yeah, she was also a part of the uh, invasion. She was like valets for the Dudleys. <sighs> to be fair, she looked fucking awesome in the du- in the Dudley garb, though. The glasses, black top, and the uh, uh, the. Um, the camo shorts and the boots, fucking hell! Like, there was not a, a not a teenager on earth that did not fucking like that look. I'm telling you now, at that no. time, a teenage had, boy. I mean, I had a poster of as Miss Hancock in WCW, so nothing will top that. Wow. Okay. <laughs> the, the the girl was smoking hot. Like, you could have put her in a bin bag and she would have fucking pulled it off. Yeah, of course, absolutely. But yeah, the, the Miss Hancock thing, obviously that's how she started. And yeah, I mean, that did it for me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to fucking carry on about it. She's just, uh, yeah. and it was oh. George Clooney. It wasn't Brad Pitt. Oh yeah, George Clooney. Fucking <laughs> hell yeah. The other one. Yes. Duh. Just one minute. I'm going to order myself a coffee. <laughs> Shout down to me, mum. <laughs> this has been a decent match. Ever made me a brew. It has, yes. It's fast paced. I mean, you can't get anything but with these two, though. Yeah. I mean, obviously they've wrestled in Japan against each other. They're gonna, they're gonna do this time and time again in WCW and WWE, and it's all, it's gonna be great all the time. The only observation I've got from this match is Jesus Christ, Chris Benoit looks even scurrier with all that black shit on him. <laughs> It's kind of like it's like he's turning into the Incredible Hulk, but instead of going green, he's going black. It's fucking really, 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 really scary looking. Yeah. Again, it's all over his arms and back. Oh, it's over. Yeah, great match. Really good match. The cruiserweights have got have been featured really well tonight. He's mm. kicking the dust at him. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice little effect. I don't think that was his intention. He was just no. like, you know, it's just what happened. Big win for Benoit. Get back in. 
get his uh, heat back. But yeah, real fucking good match. Again, I want to see more of that. <laughs> Boy's gone. Bye. <laughs> oh no, he's back. And he's uh, in the in the in the Canadian theme. Here's uh, Mongo McMichael in what they call a Canadian tuxedo. <laughs> denim shirt, denim jeans. Double That's denim. definitely a denim shirt. It's it, it was a boy, but. And the fucking Ric Flair is just going all in with the uh, Vice City jackets now, isn't he? Like he's wearing a big, uh, a white one with Florida in red lettering on the front. He's not even, they're not even in Florida. What's going on? No, they're not. They're in Tennessee. What the fuck? Do Tennessee and Florida have a rivalry? A sports rivalry? Here comes Seth Rollins. I mean, Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> you saw that attire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is he wearing? That's what I thought when I saw Seth Rollins the other night. <laughs> Seriously, fucking Jeff Jarrett. He looks like he's about to uh, be a contestant on Big Break. That's a John <laughs> Virgo jacket if I ever saw it. Yeah. Fucking hell, maybe him and uh, the Giant can team up after this. You remember when the Giant first joined the NWO and he had that, uh, he had that jacket on, the uh, the vest? Do you not remember that? Yeah. Yeah, because I called him Big John Virgo. <laughs> or Giant Von Jergo. Uh, Von Jergo? <laughs> Fucking hell. Well, <laughs> I can't talk anymore. <laughs> Von Jergo, I called him. Hey, that's my wrestling name. I'm copywriting that. Von Jergo. Von Jergo. What? <laughs> Woman's having a great time here. <laughs> <laughs> she was corpsing like mad then, weren't she? <laughs> yeah. I don't think that was planned. That was just Rick Flair going off. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Seriously, Mark, if you don't gift that, I will kill you. You have to gift that. That was brilliant. <laughs> kill that little boy. Oh, what? <laughs> uh, what? He's not. He's not wired right anymore, is he? <laughs> What the fuck? You do what the horsemen do. <laughs> do what the horsemen do. They're staying all night and staying a little longer. I'm guessing that's a, a euphemism. But I'm like, <laughs> you, you guys would be out on the town all night. Fuck Jesus. In hell. Maybe, maybe, uh,. Maybe Ben Wall just off camera just gave him a little bit of the British Columbian stuff. <laughs> like, That's how important this. it is. You don't even have to. <gasps> you don't even have to snort it. You just smell it, and it's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just one step. <laughs> Woo! Uh, Lee Marshall's here again. Well, not here. I just noticed something. That little glob in the in the corner. Mm. 
it's spinning around and if you look at Australia it just looks like a couple of eyes and a big moustache I thought they had a Lee Marshall thing on it you see it it's just like <laughs> I thought they were just having a Lee Marshall face on it I had to look twice then <laughs> I mean, Lee Marshall if he had a stroke like one of the eyes are like <laughs> I hope that's not how he died Mark because Jesus Christ I think he died of an heart attack I'm not 100% oh, sure but yeah uh, who the fuck that, are then? these guys it's White Ranger you... and oh it's the okay yeah I mean the, the top of the camera did kind of like look uh, look like they were taller American announcer Oh my god. I just don't even know what to. <sighs> Esophageal Esophag- cancer. Jerito es- es- oh. Estrada. He looks more like a. Jesus Christ! What the fuck? He went flying into that fucking turbuckle, then. Christ. Alright, uh, he looks like Paul Stanley without his makeup on. He does. I was going to say Mini Hoover. <laughs> Mini Hoover <laughs> to Guerrero. Right, I don't even know who's legal. Uh, Paul Stanley and <laughs> right I'm just saying right ow Paul Stanley does not look like a dwarf to me no he doesn't he, he, he's way too tall he's a little bit tall and it as I'm trying to say this as politically correct and not offensive as, as, as possible but he doesn't have the the stumpiness that is that dwarves have. Like even just like the arms, the fingers, things like that. He looks like a hu- a fully grown human being, or a t- well, at least a teenager. Definitely, yeah, cruiserweight, yeah. He's not. He's definitely not a dwarf. Javier Estrada, I think his name is, isn't it? I knew this was going to happen. I Google Javier Estrada and I get anything but this guy. Yeah. Javier Estrada is a Spanish Argentinian finance professor and finance author. <laughs> so, Javier Estrada, WCW. Jerry Estrada, a semi, a semi, semi retired Mexican luchador. He's five foot ten. He's definitely not a dwarf. No. And he's also not a teenager here. He does look young, but he's actually sixty-five now. So, fucking hell. This is not a minis match. It, it, someone's got an unfair advantage. <laughs> Maybe not. He's just he's just took the pin. The referee did count that like mega fast. Right. So. That was really fast-paced. Like, I, I don't know what I was expecting, but... That it was wasn't bad. Fucking insanely fast-paced. Yeah. I mean, you're going to get it with these small people as well, mm. like... 
Don't get me wrong, that was actually really good for what it were. Straight in from the break, Di Malenko versus Rey Mysterio. Straight in. No fucking no entrances or anything. Also, by the way, um, Ray did actually thank Dean Malenko a lot in his speech, which I thought was like gonna be a major issue to be honest with you. Wow. I'm actually yeah, I'm just a little bit surprised, like that it So how, how long by have the way left in this? We've got twenty five. Yeah. It's been a long show, it seems. I think that's because we talked a lot. Yeah. But those, so those two, uh, a couple of those names seem to ring a bell with me as well. So, Masquerita Sagrada. <laughs> oh, the old ladies at ringside. Hogan's favourite. No, he's alive. By the way, Masquerita Sagrada in Spanish is is Little Sacred Mask. Sorry, in English. Oh. Okay. And it seems the screenshot in his Wikipedia is actually from the show. But it mentioned what the fuck? It mentions Billy Crystal in his Wikipedia. Billy Crystal. Ah, he has also been noted in several films. Uh, also been featured in several films and marketing campaigns, including an uncredited, ca uncredited cameo in the film My Giant with Billy Crystal and an ad campaign for Virgin Mobile. Huh. And he was Mini Nova in WWF that... Ah! I remember from that. Uh, he, he, he had a spell in TNA as well. Yeah. But I, I, I don't recognise him by that name. But... Oh, but I recognise both names for some reason. No, he's still in. He's still there. He's still alive. Oh, so Oct Octagon Keto, if that pronounces that, uh, 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 right? His other aliases have been La Parkita. And you'll laugh at this one, Mini Ray Mysterio. <laughs> so I'm wondering where he was Mini Ray Mysterio. I thought Ray Mysterio was Mini Ray Mysterio. Oh, Jesus Christ! He made that one really good. Yep. I mean, these two are always fucking good together. I may not have said much, but this has been a, a really decent match so far. Like, slowing down a bit now that that Dean's in control. They've also said that uh, Roddy Piper is here, much to your delight. Right. So those names, that uh, those three names, those four names. Uh, uh, one of them, Paratita Morgan, is he, he he passed away in 2018, but I thought I rec I thought I recognised the names because I thought 
there were some names that I recognised from like some kind of like tragedy and things like that because there's a lot of tragedies that pertains to Mexican mini wrestlers. Hmm. Yeah, a lot of tragedies like the uh, uh, twins that uh, basically ended up as part of a, a well-known scam that Chris Jericho actually got uh, was a victim of in Mexico once. Basically, prostitutes um, basically inviting them back to hotel rooms, drugging them, and then stealing all their money and things like that. Yeah, and those two, those two Mexican uh, mini wrestlers, because the prostitutes didn't actually alter, change the dosage of the drugs that they uh, they were given. They actually died. Oof. Yeah, I think I've mentioned this before, but I can't remember. I think the, you have. The, yeah. The, yeah, the names. I can't remember the names, but I thought those two were actually two of the people for some reason. Like the names just rang such a bell, but I can't think from where. But then again, maybe the names are just all very similar. I like how Dean Lanko just has 1,000 written on his ass. <laughs> just a matter of fact, not man of a thousand holds, or Iceman, or the Iceman, or like that, just 1,000. Oh, Ooh. lovely. Lovely crossbody reversal. Again, Cruiserweight's getting such featured tonight. It's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. I like this. Fans need are more fucking gas though, aren't they? They're not. They're not. Uh, just not into it. They just sat there, fucking arms folded. No, this will be on the first hour of the show. Like two matches, three matches, not so bad, but pace them a little bit better. Yeah. That's a really good sell from Mysterio, though. <laughs> just stuck it corner. So weird now looking back to seeing this guy, you know. This really young lad, really trim, and you look at him now, and he's muscular as fuck, really, really muscular, and can still do all this stuff. Yeah. Still run at this speed, and he's oh. now a Hall of Fame. Ow. He's now a Hall of Famer. I mean, we knew we were going to be eventually, but fucking hell, and he's still going. Right, speaking of, remember when I was saying that he's not going to retire at WrestleMania? He, act he actually initially planned to. Did he? Yeah, he originally he revealed in a, an interview a couple of weeks ago that he did initially plan to retire at WrestleMania, but then opted not to because he think he thinks like uh, that match with Dom, it could actually be like a best of five series or something like that. They can return to it. All right. So I think I think what what we're going to be getting in uh, for backlash in Puerto Rico is Bad Bunny and Rey Mysterio versus Dom and Damian uh, Damian Priest. So that'll be interesting. Because Bad Bunny's had a match for WWE already, and he was actually really, really good. So, ironically, he teamed with uh, Damian Priest for that match. <laughs> now they're on opposite sides. Because Damian Priest gave him a beating. Oof. Oh, Jesus Christ. Dean got halfway the shit in. Yeah. Right, such is the weird uh, weird lighting in this arena at the moment, but the referee looks like he's wearing a white shirt instead of a sky blue shirt. Yeah. 
and that is one color you do not want to be wearing in a ring most of the time anyway but definitely not in that ring right now you do not oh. want to be wearing white Ray might have just slightly caught his head on the guardrail then it's a slight clip But it's weird, that mask actually looks well padded. It looks really thick. It must be it must be hard to wear those masks. Oh, reversal into a crab. Right into a Wolves Jericho. Oh, oh, beautiful transitions. Oh, that was simply beautiful. I think Bobby, uh, Bobby Heenan just said, I did that once. Yeah. <laughs> commentary. Right, did you? Did you really, Bobby? Oh. Oh, ho, ho, ho. That was Great nice. Great reversal. Aside Salto, as it came up on the, uh, oof, on the subtitles. Nice. What? Time limit? Oh, no way. I like how he tried to lift both their arms up, though. <laughs> All right. Hey, you're both winners. You both get a participation trophy. Oh, now, easy for me to say. Now the fans want five more minutes. They sat there with their arms folded now, like, five more minutes. Nope, it's not happening. Oh, what a shame. That was a really fucking good match. Yeah, we're getting, gaining some steam again, weren't it? And Clever bastards just teasing us. And again, like we've seen them go at it several times before, but that made me want more. Mm. Like, how they done that? They made me want more from them. Goes to show you how they're keeping it fresh as well. So who's Lex Luger facing here? Oh, fucking hell. It's Why does it have to be him when I'm thinking about having a coffee and Greg's? Yeah, because I called him Greg's Valentine. Mm. I said he looked like he'd been eating a lot of sausage rolls. To be fair, he kind of looks like he's just uh, just finished a few bloody steak bakes. <laughs> he's looking very puffy. Oh, it's just fucking making me hungry, that now. Sharing Greg's isn't open now. And fucking hell, I mean, you could go to services and get Greg's. I fucking can't. Even then, if Greg's were fucking open in Darwin, it probably isn't open because it fucking seems to be shut half the time these days. Yeah. Uh, do, uh, I keep going past and there's a fucking thing in uh, in the buddy, uh, in the door saying due to unforeseen uh, circumstances this uh, this Greg's will be closed today like what why are you fucking closed uh, I thought uh, I thought we had his white boots uh, back then but I'm actually working at Valentine <laughs> this isn't the main event is it I don't think so 
I should fucking hope not. I seriously hope. Yeah. I mean, here's Greg Valentine, a visionary, with the blackout trousers. Well, the blackout pants, should I say. Because it says the hammer, but it's like all greyed out. Mm. The common bloody feature in football kits these days. Sophie Lancaster Foundation have just uh, they've just put a shirt up for pre-order that's uh, black on black as well. Looks well oh, nice. Smart. I really yeah. I really dig that aesthetic at the moment. Yeah, I think I remember you saying that you like the whole uh, whole city kit from this season as well. Yeah, the yeah. away kit, the black one. Imagine an NWO shirt with black on black. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be fucking badass. That absolutely badass. I think you can say that about a lot of, a lot of shirts though. Yeah, yeah. Like especially wrestling shirts, I think you could all do a sting one. Mm. A black on black sting one, just like slight, slightly lighter for the face paint. Yeah. You don't even need to fa have the face, just have the face paint and just a lighter colour and just have no, no uh, uh, just the black of the face paint and a lighter black, no white, no nothing. So yeah. you just see you just see the face paint and the eyes. That looks fucking sick, that. That looks, yeah. Fucking. Are you listening, Tony? No, you're not. Oh, bloody hell, Hugo. He just threw himself out the ring. Oh, my God. That was a pathetic elbow. <laughs> half assed, half fucking axe handle. Well, you know what? He's just been to Greg's. Leave him alone. <laughs> yeah. He's full of pastries. Is that a fill? Hope he used his uh, Greg's app. Oh, fucking hell. Even the selling from Luger's half-assed tonight. Ref having a sit down. I don't blame him. <laughs> Oh, why not? Why not? Yeah. Ah, good transition, that. Well done, Luger. Fucking hell, that were impressive. That was, that was alright, that. Unexpected. Way, yeah, just a flip over and picks him up with ease. Just like, no effort in that at all. Like, fuck it, you're up. Into the torture rack. Beautiful. He just watched the Cruiserweight matches before and he's like, Bobby Heenan, I can do that. <laughs> Or I did that once. <laughs> or you know, it's like that's what he's done. He's fucking he's inspired. That was so good that, that you know, the match was fucking wank, but the, the finish, big fan of. Wouldn't have even touched do you think it touched two minutes that? No. So Pipe is here, so I'm assuming that was the main event. <sighs> two minutes thirty nine. Yeah, no matches here. Dean and Rey Mysterio got three and three quarter stars from uh, Meltzer. I agree with that. I agree with that because of the finish. Oh, we can confirm as well, after I asked Eric Bischoff about the Looney Tunes uh, crossover with WCW, 
he said it more than likely existed because they were owned by the same company and Conrad called me Morph instead of Mark <laughs> yeah I remember you said that <laughs> I've still to put that thing up that you sent me actually I'm going to put that on Twitter <laughs> fair enough <laughs> oh hi Morph <laughs> I don't know. I, I just don't know fucking how you can think of things so quickly like that. Because I remember when I went. Because I remember when, uh, back in the past, you went, "Oh, hi, Mark," and you went, "Fuck off, friend." <laughs> so I, I had that ingrained, in my, and then that it was just like, I don't know. Mark. I like a reference. I can't help it. <laughs> so just expect you know next time you fucking send them. Uh, Send a question in to, uh, to Conrad. You just got, you know, uh, calling me Marv. You're tearing me apart, Conrad. <laughs> what the fuck is he doing? Saying Hogan was in a sleeper. It looked like he was snorting off his arm. <laughs> oh, he would. He, he's got access to the good Columbia, uh, British Columbian stuff, hasn't he? Yeah. He's actually Canadian. By the way, uh, pre-ordered Nigel Loss <laughs> just Wikipedia, and this soundbite is thirty-four seconds. Jesus. And it's from the BBC programme Woman's Hour, 12th of December 2012. You're getting too old for this, Roddy. Well, so are we. Can you go home now? (laughs) I was just going to suggest, actually, that you play the Nigella Lawson thing over him while he's uh, doing this promo I think I could have played it through the Liga match it would have taken up most of it <laughs> no, I'm not that cynical like I, I, I'm well to be honest with you I am cynical I'm just too cynical to be cynical about it and just fucking play it over like I can't be fucking doing that it's like no let's just get Roddy Piper saying what he says <laughs> lying down in the ring See, Hogan, you have a point, yet he did cheat to win. But you would have done the same, so fuck off. Fucking hell, Eric, you cannot carry a belt to save your life. (laughs) Why have you got it on your shoulder like it's a fucking bag? And not even, like, half-assed over the shoulder, not actually over the shoulder. You, You can't even make it look cool. Fucking hell, it sounds like a playground bloody fight does this. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Gotta eat it, smell it and poop it. What eat smell it after you eat it? Eat it, poop it and smell it. That would have been better. Because shut up. 
Yeah, it's definitely playground rules. At least Organ's feeding into that heel thing now, like... Yeah, fucking finally. Every dog has his day. Let's use some R for R. Ooh, Hogan wow. fucking going proper heel now. Oh, now he's back to normal, Hogan. Great. No, let's not do it one more time. <laughs> He's fucking ready. He is. He can't get his he shirt can't get off. His shirt off. <laughs> and here NWO's comes out. the NWO. And that's not going to be the last time Point. you ever hear that. Hear what? Last time you're going to hear what? <laughs> At least Scott all made it into the ring normally this time. Here's the giant sulches down. Giant. I'd say he sulks down. Scott Norton's in. <laughs> oh, Hogan just got one right in the fucking side yep. of the head. <laughs> saw it. Like, bonk. And so did Ronnie just then. It's the kind of thing you wish there was a sound effect for. Fuck oh! Hell. Good grief! Jesus. Concussion, though. The meds go for sure, dude. Fucking landed right on his fucking head. Come on, giant, do something. Oh! <laughs> right, there we go. Uh, Ted DiBiase's just got splashed. He's just cleaning the ring now. <laughs> I mean, literally, that's what fans are doing. Getting rid of all that muck. What kind of chair is that? No! Oh, thank God <sighs> it was on the back. Well, on the ass, but not on the fucking head. Like I thought we were going to do. <laughs> Again! Hogan just fucking no sells it though. Do you think that's what fans are. <laughs> fucking third one! And fucking uh, Sean catches his and just throws it up four quickly like Bobum. Poor Hogan, he's had a. F he's been canned literally three times now. Giant's not going to do it, is he? Nope. Crowd's going mental. Crowd is going fucking mental. Is that Nick Patrick in an NWR shirt? It is. 
We know he's fucking NWO at this point anyway. Queen in the ring. Our fans aren't even trying with a, uh, throwing a drinks now. No. You won't see that these days. No. No, because concessions is ridiculously expensive now. <laughs> yeah, I paid seven quid for this fucking Coca-Cola. I'm drinking it. Exactly. Even then, you say I paid seven quid for the Coca-Cola, watered down Coca-Cola. Yeah. I like how Piper is going rah, 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 at the uh, outside, and the uh, the subtitles have yelling. Ooh. Oh, Hogan slapped him in the face. Oh, giant proper grabbing hold of him there, telling him to back off, otherwise he's gonna fucking rip his head off. No, oh, like he's a water from the Last of Us. Dad, this is how you book the giant. Yes. Cut back to the ring. Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> Looking a little less cool there now, Hogan. Wow, we end 1996 with Hogan bawling his eyes out. Like fucking Robert De Niro. <laughs> You're fucking phony. <laughs> I'm sorry, you fucking phony. Oh, here we go. They're attacking him. Wow. Bagwell with the first fuck. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. <laughs> sting. Uh, nothing. Try to, try to drop kick. Failed. He didn't even fucking joke Sam Vincent. He just fucking grabbed his face and fucking pulled him Pretty up. Well. You've either got to let Sting come in or you've got to let G Giant win this. Yeah. Yeah, you get your title shot. Here's your title shot. Bonk! Fucking hell. <laughs> oh! <laughs> that, that, that cup almost fucking like landed on the camera. Did it sting? Fake sting, sorry. Did it sting on, uh, fake sting on the shoulder and then on the head it went bung bung. I liked uh, Buff Bagwell uh, mugging to camera then when he was yeah. doing the, the two sweet thing. He really gets his role, yeah. 
Ugh. Nice try, Hogan. That didn't work, did it? He's fucking shit at them shots, isn't he, Hogan? Yeah. Jesus. My world, my world. Wow, what a hot ending. That was. I think I'd have booked it slightly different. I'd have made it so that Giant cleaned house like, but that's probably in hindsight more than anything, just because we know that they'll probably drop the ball again with fucking Giant in a very short amount of time. Yeah. But wow, but, that was actually a pleasant episode, wasn't it? We were really fucking good on that. Yeah, wasn't bad that at all. Yeah, a couple of fucking shit matches, but, you know... Cruise, a lot of cruiserweight action and that fucking angle at the end was fantastic I loved every minute of it yeah you yeah. know just uh, even even Piper like I don't I didn't hate what he had to say that all that much it went too bad you know I've got to laugh you know so yeah really really good really good show one of the better nitros in recent memory anyway excellent um, better than fucking Monday Night Raw anyway <laughs> yeah, I never thought we'd see the day where an, an episode of WCW Nitro in 1996 would pick up your wrestling week <laughs> it fucking did <laughs> then again Albert's in Dynamite so or NXT yeah, that's true um, I'm just started just reading through the new, news here there's 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 not a right lot to be honest to, to really go through uh, Bam Bam Bigelow reportedly turned down a deal to go to WCW because they wanted him to join the NWO straight away there's rumours that Bigelow left the WWF for a while back because he was upset about all the power and control that Kevin Nash had. So he had no interest in going into uh, going back to WCW and working under Kevin Nash, which that that must have been debunked. And I'm pretty sure Nash has said something about that as well um, because Bam Bam ultimately ends up in WCW. So there you go. Um, but yeah, nothing, nothing much else to, to say on that one. Oh, raw results, okay. Uh, of course, yeah. Dark match, because I haven't done them for a while. Dark matches. Um, Hector Garza defeating Nick Barberry. Uh, Mini Vader defeating Mascarita Sag Sagrada Jr. Who's Mini Vader? Oh. Eh? Does, that can't be the same rock, can it? So, hang on. <laughs> yeah, you've got the wrong one because Masquez Sagrada was a fucking in WCW that night. Date, December 30th, 1996, Monday Night Raw. Took place in the Knickerbocker Arena in Albany, New York. Yeah. I saw but that. it's taped, isn't it? Natural's live. Mm. So did they tape it's, it and it, then get get him to do a fucking live match? <laughs> they never did, surely. Well, they, they keep saying that the first person to be on Raw and on Natural on the same night was um, Rick Rude. Well, this is one before that. <laughs> well, it is a dark match, but that's. <laughs> That's weird, man. That is fucking weird. That's definitely the same guy, isn't it? Mario 
you miss. Oh, wait a minute. One minute. Not to mistaken with, besides the original Masquerita Sagrada, AA have given the gimmick to several minis over the years, just like Sagrada's normal size namesake, Masquerita Mascar uh, Mascara Sagrada. The following at one time or another performed as Masquerita Sagrada besides the original. Masquerita Sagrada Jr., also known as Suki. Um, that is the one that was in WF. I see. Right. So they're not the same guy. I so, mean, it's still weird that both federations decided, yeah, we're going to have little people in matches on the same day. Oh, Jesus Christ, this guy looks fucking hench as fuck. <laughs> Right, so this is the other one, uh, Suki. So this will be uh, a more like frequent image, I think. I didn't read the blurb. Look at this fucking mask and everything. Like, Jesus Christ. He looks like one little mean motherfucker. I'm just waiting for it to load up. Yo! <laughs> fucking hell. Oh, right, and in the theme... He was also known as Mini Ray Mysterio Jr. <laughs> wow, so that's the theme then. Fucking Jesus. Mexico. Right, um, don't Mexican match. Wrestling. Jerry Lawler defeated Tony DeVito. The Undertaker defeated Psycho Sid, uh, who was the WWF champion, by disqualification in a WWF title match, in a dark match. Uh, Shawn Michaels defeated Steve Austin in two minutes. Bret Hart and Savio Vega, that were a dark match, sorry. <laughs> Bret Hart and Savio Vega defeated Farouk and Steve Austin by DQ on the main show. Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Uh, this is also on the main show. Who is the Intercontinental Champion? Defeated Flash Funk to retain. And Jerry Lawler defeated Gold Dust by Count Out. Fan bloody tastic. Uh, Flash Funk was too cool Scorpio, weren't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. Uh, anything else? No, I think we've got everything we? out of the way. Cool, we'll wrap this one up. Um, we can depart with the lovely sultry tones of one Nigella Lawson, who you should absolutely Google, and if you can watch your TV shows, absolutely should. Yep, so take it away, Nigella. Now the squeezed-out cucumber slices leave behind in the bowl the most amazing, vivid green salty liquid... And I advise you not to throw this away because you could be making one of my mean green dirty martinis. Now this I made by shaking together over ice one part dry white vermouth, two parts of my salty cucumber liquid and four parts of gin. Obviously you can use vodka. And all I have to say to you is skull.